Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Here we are welcoming you to the house that happens, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, Shuey's Bar and Grill. Where we record live, voted the best dive bar in the GTA for the last four or five years, but we'd like to think it's the best dive bar in the country because we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And the name is Milani. And Andrew Milani. Andrew Milani. He's going to be AC tune, and he's going to join in with me to talk about the insidious, iconic, and idiotic things that we deal with oh. in this world called sports. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not bad. Uh, doing okay this week. Glad that we're finally at the weekend, although, uh, I mean, I'm working, but... Uh, I'll be working for Humber uh, this weekend, uh, calling uh, uh, provincial women's soccer gold medal and bronze medal game tomorrow on cool. the Saturday, and then uh, cool. a rugby playoff game on the Sunday. So this is a multi-talented man I'm learning to deal with here, and I'm glad you go and check out those sports because that's where the next level is, big competition when you think about that. But I'm, I'm saying this. You know what I think about this week? We are here on a Friday night. Yes. We don't want to deceive people. It's Friday, ready for the weekend, and I'm going to go to one of my favorite broadcasters, Mr. Or, or, or analyst, Michael Wilbon, and we're the same age, and we say we want to yell loud because nobody's listening. <laughs> so I just want to remind everyone Everybody, did you see what a beautiful day it is in Toronto today? Oh my god, 24 degrees, nice and hot. I've made the mistake of bringing a hoodie today with me. I was sweating my balls off. That's not a bad thing because I want to tell you this when it was way back in April and May and the long weekend was coming and the weather was shit. Yep. And I said, Oh, don't worry, it'll be 20 to 25 in late October. And everyone looks at me like I'm an idiot, but it's gone on for the last three or four years. And don't tell me about climate change bullshit what happened was a microphysicist said 15 years ago if you have a rock going around the sun for how many millions of years it's gonna move a bit (laughs) sure okay so it moved two degrees that he predicted this is i heard about this like in the year 2003 or 4 and he predicted that because it moved two degrees that especially north america spring's going to be late fall's going to be longer my calculations, and I'm no analytics guy, Uh-oh. saying I'm liking what this guy had to talk about. So everybody, don't worry about your carbon tax. Vote the guy in that's not going to do it because it's not climate oh, change. Vote, yes. It's not climate change. It's just the world spinning around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's the election's still a little bit away, but I think uh, both of us here in the House that happens are going to be both endorsing the same candidate. We're, we're going to get there when the time comes because that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And, it, and it's been interesting because, like, it is the busiest time, one of the busiest times of the year in sports. I don't know, like, everything that's going to go on. We're gonna yeah, you're tri- either an April guy or an October guy when it comes to most wonderful time of the year in sports, right? There you go. Next best thing to Christmas. And there's a lot we got to bring to the table today. But the first thing I want to talk about is if it was Judge hitting 60 home runs or Gretzky scoring 100 goals, or or a running back rushing for 2,000 yards. That's the type of season my boy Max Verstappen is having in Formula One this year. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Got the hat trick, uh, third race win in a row, including the sprint as well. Thank you. uh, At Circuit of the Americas, one of my favorite tracks to watch. It was very interesting, and I'm learning more and more. And I got to say this, okay? I'm getting a little bit, uh, when people hear you talking about me, they look, Cruz, what are you talking about? Um, Some things change your perspective, okay? And I'm very glad my colleague here, Mr. Andrew Milani, said, go check out Drive to Survive. Hmm. Now I say we, at the house that happens, like to talk about the highest level of competition. 
Okay, so all you people that think it's a snobby, out-of-your-league thing, you go back to the ghetto in North Carolina and drive a freaking NASCAR. All right? <laughs> That's all I got to say. You know, I like NASCAR in principle, but uh, in, Come on. In, in, in theory it does Or sorry, I like it in theory, but in practice it's not uh, quite the same. But I think one of the big stories of this past race was uh, Hamilton and Leclerc each getting disqualified after because uh, – was it the thing underneath the car? The I forgot the name of it. The board, whatever, was too thin. But they're in two different teams too, and they're both looking for that second place yes. constructor, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes, they are. So um, what I heard was they um, they only tested one car from the top four teams. So it was Max, Lando, Hamilton, and Leclerc that all right. got tested, and Hamilton. And so it, it, in a way, it's like uh, Russell and uh, Signs could have easily just been busted as well, right? And we'll just never know. Point well taken. I, you know what I'm saying? And at this point in time, if you listen, like people will say, this is high-level competition, and I really wish people would understand that the season that Max is having. But what is turning out now for the rest of the season, and I'm learning to get a little bit more hardcore, and by the way... Mexico this weekend, by the way. Yes, by the way, my colleague sent me the coolest Max Verstappen Montreal Canadian <laughs> combination I would ever want. It'll soon to be seen on my Facebook. I love it to death because greatness begets greatness. Sure. So Habs and Max Verstappen in the same sentence makes my day. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time they're in uh, Montreal, you'll see him uh, slap well, on well, a Habs jersey or something. I know uh, they did but, something with uh, a few of the drivers uh, over the years they have yeah. because Montreal treats them well. I just think that the other part of it is whatever you got to say about Formula One, and I hate the snobby people, uh, including you, Pat McAfee, whoever. Um, what you got to understand is if you had this in a, as a regular season thing, we just have a scramble for second place now. It's like, you know what I mean? And it's very important because there's another thing is, as you're learning about the sport, is constructor points and money. Oh, yes. I have learned that they are very good friends. <laughs> so you want to get as many constructor buddies as you can get. It's like mining gold. It really is. And I mean, uh, McLaren finally surpassed uh, Aston Martin this weekend for number four. I imagine, or I don't imagine, I should say, Aston Martin's going to take that spot back just because of the way things have uh, settled out the second half of the season. But... The battle between Ferrari and McLaren or Mercedes, rather, for second place—that's the one that uh, oh yeah, drums that, on. And you know the hardcores—that's what they'll be cheering for. That's what they'll be looking for. So all you people that don't uh, watch, and enough, I'm a Ferrari guy, so you know okay. who I'm going for. I'm just a Max guy, and I want to know because it started it all when I first watched this. Please, if you ever get a chance to see it, when I my first thing about Max when I saw him on that show was who is that guy? <laughs> Okay, that's five, six years ago. Who is that guy? You just knew. And the big star of the show, when you want to start it, you will find out will be Daniel Ricciardo, who was riding for Red Bull at the time. And you have told me that there is interest in him coming back to Red Bull. Absolutely. Sergio Perez has not been uh, the most convincing this year. I know it's big for for Red Bull to have that one, too. It looks after that Hamilton disqualification. I mean, that's huge for that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I mean... Uh, he's only ahead by 39 points with four races left to go. A lot could change. Before we end, I just want people to understand when you're talking about the sports and when these guys are working out and stuff, why Perez isn't as successful as Max. Let's talk about what they're getting, sitting their ass in this powerhouse vehicle 
They've got to ride around a variety of chicanes, streets, and all kinds of insane routes. And you got to hold this car on the track and be the fastest. If you don't respect the fact that a guy can do this at this high of a level, go watch your grandmother knit. How's that? Or NASCAR IndyCar. How about that? Okay. I remember when I was a kid, I watched the Indy because I was a border guy, but that doesn't matter. Anyway, big shout out to Indy, those. Indy, uh, uh, let's not get into Indy. I've, okay. I've, I've, I have some problems with that, but. Yeah, because they really go around. Well, it go around in circles. But no, anyway, but they do the circuits like, uh, they only have a few circle circuits. But Michigan anyways. was one. Uh, I don't even know if they race there anymore, to be honest. I don't honest. think so either, but it was a brick they, like They do right Texas. They yeah. do uh, Indianapolis, obviously. Yeah. Um, That's where others. the rednecks get to throw things at each other from the cars. <laughs> <laughs> Must be fun in person, though. I guess it is. Hey, you know what? Another thing that I was thinking about, is anyone watching the fight this weekend? Yeah, um, it's, uh, what's his name? <laughs> okay, so here we go. This is what <laughs> you, know, I'm you know I'm not a okay, fighting guy have, at all. Okay, let, okay, first of all, let's put it this way, and I've said it for a while now. In the evolution of my life, if this was 25 <laughs> years ago, this would be a paid-for-view. Everyone would be talking about it. But let's look at the last few fights. Spence, Crawford, um, um, what's his name? Canelo fighting, what's his name? Blah, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody's paying attention. And this is for the linear heavyweight championship in the world where 50 years ago it would stop time for people to watch a fight of this caliber yeah now, really, is, it, now is it a fight of that caliber i mean i don't know i couldn't tell you but i just feel in terms of like boxing i was just born at least a generation too late i believe you were because yeah. i like watch the old boxing fight but here's the problem is i know who tyson fury is and i know he got up from the greatest knockdown i've ever seen in my life who is francis <laughs> he big He's black, got big hands, he can knock people out. Like, I, the thing about it is, I, what I appreciate about Tyson Fury is, have you seen any of the press conference and stuff, and this guy should be a carnival bark. Oh, he's ruthless. Oh, yeah. But he said, hey, this guy might put me to sleep, and when I wake up, I'm going to have to say thank you. So I'm of the belief if you're going <laughs> to watch... What a line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Because you know what he knows he's intent on doing? This guy can't well. box. So I wonder who's going to be sleeping. I'm not sure. But, hey, if you want to shell out your, what, 40-whatever dollars? No, 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 no. I, I got... Sorry, Tyson. I got, you know... That's beer. It's a bottle of Baileys. <laughs> Come on. Here's something they said too for of uh, some export, you know? Yeah, whatever it is going to be. And speaking of exports... What is now that the Toronto FC's got a new coach? Uh, is he going to deal with all the ex, uh, expert exports that came into the city for no money that are doing nothing? And I don't want to talk about their lineage because you're from Woodbridge, <laughs> so I don't want to get ruthless. About well, I'm that. Italian as well. Okay, so I don't want to. So. I don't want to go down that road. But I do say this: they got the wooden spoon, right? Yeah. First of all, a uh, big congratulations. Obviously, tongue in cheek uh, for TFC winning. Winning, in quotes, the wooden spoon, uh, which if you grew up with immigrant parents or immigrant grandparents, you knew what that meant. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Is that politically correct now? I don't care. I was introduced <laughs> to a wooden spoon once upon a time, and I wasn't licking the uh, the mix from the chocolate cake icing. Uh, sure. You know what I mean? I was. I didn't get it like that. You know what I'm saying? That's that's. I think that's one of the greatest terms, just in all sports. The wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. You you just know, you know what, what it is. You get the point across. <laughs> but TFC number one in terms of payroll, player payroll at least, in all of MLS, and they land flat on their face like a bunch of idiots. You know and what? just the biggest embarrassment in the city, maybe bar none, bar none. Maybe in all the sports, I know like MLS isn't considered like as high as you know, obviously like the NHL or NBA or MLB in the city, 
but I mean, if you, you know, the, the know, expectations yes. minus the actual yes. results, you know, like, yes. come on. If the Leafs did this, what would the city be saying? Oh, my God. If they have the number one payroll finished dead last in the league, oh. there, there'd be fires. <laughs> and you know what? There'd this, be, there'd be, you know, they'd have to call the army in. Oh, I believe so. And you know what? And people understand in this city, but I know the hardcores do. This is just a two step below the failures of the Toronto Blue Jays, only because the Blue Jays are well, a bigger market, bigger fan base, whatever. I don't know if you can really because I mean at least the Blue Jays made the playoffs. Backdoored. Still, story. they're they're like a top okay. ten team in the majors, okay, okay. right? So we won't say Blue Jays, Toronto FC, and the same. It, no, no. If if okay. TSC was a top ten team in MLS, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Okay, okay. I'll give it to you that way. Do you think this guy from the the national team, John Hedman or Herdman. Herdman, whatever name, do you think he's going to make that big of a difference? Because first of all, he's got to deal with those contracts of guys that aren't playing, and if they farm these guys out, there's no like salary cap shit. Can I just buy them? Say, well, there still is a salary cap. But I mean, can they buy these guys out and say? Start again next year. I'm not sure about how it works with import players. That's what I, I I'm imagine you can, they're not on it. but like I know there's got to be some guaranteed money built into that. You would think. Oh, but then give them their guarantee and get them out of town. It, it's the uh, Rogers. Yeah, Rogers it, and Bell. It's Rogers and Bell and and MLSE and all that whatever they want to call it. They've got money. They're Larry starving. Tannenbaum, by the way, which I heard. Uh, so you, our theory, or I guess, I don't know, your theory, whatever, was that Larry Tambom was kind of being pushed out the door. Yeah. Might not have been the case because I heard Rogers was pissed that he sold his shares. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. So I, I think after hearing that, I think he's, he's just getting pissed, like playing babysitter for Rogers and Bell. And he's like, maybe that's the yeah. deal. Yeah. Because he was the face. Because I couldn't understand. Remember we well, that's why we this? lost, um, what's it, Buddy from Los, Los Angeles there went to Seattle. What's his name? Oh, Rob. Robbie Ray. No, 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 no. I'm not. He was no, no. He was like the chairman of the uh, MLSE. Oh, right. He was the guy that hired Shanahan. He hired Masai. Oh, right, right. And he um, took off at a time. We we should look. Well, let's look his name up for the show. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about because that's a great executive in the city that skipped town. Like I seen that in more than one place where they yeah. said, "Whoa, that's a, with Tannenbaum, who I thought was getting pushed out." Remember, we discussed it earlier in the year. Why are these guys pushing out Tannenbaum? He seems to be the face of the... Uh, Tim Lywicki. Lywicki, exactly. Lywicki, that was the question, yes. But I guess maybe he is right because you know what I'm saying? As long as, ML, as, long as Bell and Rogers are in the same bed, that's never going to work. <laughs> I, one of them's going to push the other one off. You know what I mean? Steal the other one's weed, sleep with the other one's girlfriend, whatever they're going to do. It just doesn't seem to get us to the top. No. You know, in no. this city or whatever the case. Good luck to Toronto yeah. FC, but I want to have a big shout out because I know some very, very hardcore Nick Sanchi, uh, Surge in the house, yeah. Mr. Curran. There's a lot of people in this city, and you probably know a whack of them too. That are make the no. I know a bunch of uh, they invite me to the games all the time. Uh, well, I just want to say this though. Like I'm cautiously optimistic about John Herdman. I know he's made his reputation as a players' coach. We'll see. They might have to switch around some of the personnel though. My my personal opinion on the matter is this: every time someone offers me a ticket for TFC, I seem to be doing my hair. 
It just doesn't work what, out for just, me. How does that work out that way? I don't know how don't it works know. out that way. You know what just, I mean? Never happens timing. for Raptors games. Never, oh. never would do that. And, and Johan, you'll be receiving an email from me soon saying that I'm going to snatch up those Raptors versus OKC tickets. So. Oh, you must. I'd get in on that in a minute. But we'll get down the road to that in a second. Because now we are in Toronto. Yes. And we know that there is only one season of the year for the sport we're about to indulge in. Agreed? Uh, I believe so. Okay, first thing I'm going to say, let's cut to the chase, okay? Check the tapes, people. I said Mr. Wall would be the goalie by the end of the year. Oh, I thought you were going to get into CFL. Oh, oh, sorry, wait, wait, wait. We didn't even shut out the Toronto Argos. I'm going to go stand in the corner first. As it says right here, God bless the Toronto Argonauts who have been rocking Shuey's house. I think tomorrow night's game should be a glorified practice. I hope that everybody I see of any subsequence that plays for the Argonauts is drinking beer and smoking Captain Black's by halftime. And this is some potential history in the making here. If Toronto gets this win in Ottawa, they tie the record for most wins in a season set by the 1989 Edmonton, uh, at the time, Eskimos, uh, led by um, Warren Moon, of course. Well, the greatest CFL teams of all time. Oh, no doubt about it. That's like I, I remember that because we were trying to figure out why Warren Moon wasn't in the NFL. The rest is history. Well, racism, okay. we know that. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that, no you can't have a black quarterback. People were even mm-hmm. uh, people still say that now, unfortunately. I ever told you my sad story about Dennis Franklin and the University of Michigan? I uh, don't believe you have. Okay, I'll just make it really quick. Anyways, when I was a kid, that's why you, everyone knows I'm old, and that's why I'm a Michigan diehard. My uncle took me to see to the big house, and Dennis Franklin was a starting quarterback. I think, believe Rob Lytle was in the backfield in the 70s, and I love Dennis Franklin, and he was the quarterback for the University of Michigan. And I said to my uncle Sonny, bless his soul, I said, I can't wait to see him play in the NFL. And he looked at me and he goes, nephew, there's a lesson you're gonna learn. That man never starting in the NFL. And I went, what? Nah, they'll make him a wide receiver or something, which they did. They tried to do. He goes, black man, they don't give him a chance in the NFL. I never forgotten that because it was one of those points when you're a kid where you kind of got crushed about sports. I'm glad the evolution's got here to today. Sure. And I don't want to talk about Lamar kicking our asses. We'll get to that later. But (laughs) as you're a young guy and you hear that kind of stuff. uh, Yeah, heartbreaking is right. That's just like... It's just the definition oh. of unfair, right? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. But anyway, get back to where we are now, and the evolution has changed. Some has changed, some has not. It doesn't matter. I'm just shouting out the Argos, but I've been looking at some CFL things, and you tell me this. This is the interesting thing with the Argos. Go check the stats in the league, individual player stats. Okay. you got the Winnipeg quarterback. What's his name? Caleros. Caleros, former Argo. Yes, and what's his name? Vernon Adams playing quarterback. These guys have got the gaudiest freaking numbers they're greater than our boy kelly uh you look at the rushing guys yards there seems to be all the leaders seem to be winnipeg bc Saskatchewan, whoever teams but when you look at the argos lineup it's like when you put the level down on the board when you're hitting the nothing in and it just sits even you know you can put in the screws oh yeah it's like it's this team is so balanced it's ridiculous I just checked the stats today, and I said, you can have all those gaudy stats you want. Do you think these guys like, okay, nobody's in the top five of rushing. Nobody's in the top five of receiving. But then you go down the list, there's a whack of guys doing everything. 
That's fine. I'll take that if it means I get Every, the wins. That's what I'm saying. I'm starting to look at this because... Like, have you seen... Uh, you probably haven't because you're not a Marvel guy, but uh, Avengers Infinity War, there's one part where Thanos has, like, the the knife, the little knife on, bouncing on his finger, and he's, like, perfectly balanced as all things should be. Yes, exactly. I love that. I, I, I've been discussing that element in the last few days. That's why I brought it up. But I think the Argos look like that. I think really what we got to do is we're hoping for is, like, first of all, no upsets. With the way we're talking, like, Argos are already in the Great Cup. By the way, I have tickets for the Eastern Final. Good for you. I Me and uh, four friends are going, looking very much forward to that. That should be hopefully a- running into Surge that that day. That'd be fun. Oh, uh, you should say it in advance. You probably go go to the tailgate. It'll be crazy. But in any event, yeah, um, you know what? Why not? Yes, you're why, going down. Why the right? f not? Okay, well maybe well maybe even I'll get off the couch. But I, it's on a Saturday, right? I uh, believe so. We'll, we'll talk about it then. But in any event, I think that... Yeah, Saturday, November 11th, 3 p.m. So hopefully, yeah. uh, you know, get to have some fun there and then uh, watch the Leaf game that night. Yeah, why not? Maybe you have two winners in Toronto in one day, which is rare. <laughs> but in, in, Oh, shush. In any, in any event, um, I think it's... there's If I can make the comparison now to Formula One, what we're watching in the CFL in the playoffs is who's really going to play the Argos in the finals. Is it going to be BC or is it going to be Winnipeg? And I think that game will be the best game of the CFL playoffs because I expect the well, Argos to win it all. Well, even uh, I, I wouldn't even say like don't count out Calgary because they got to win in BC a few weeks ago, and they got to go into BC uh, in, for the semifinal next weekend. So, so a lot to determine there. But it's weird. It scheduling. should be Toronto Winnipeg though. So we'll see. But anyways, I think it's weird scheduling when you brought it up now. Like the next week, the Eastern Conference semifinals, they're going to play back-to-back games. Yeah, that's so that's one of the weird things about CFL. Yeah, so the last game of the season this week, Hamilton at Montreal. Then next week, the first game of the playoffs, Hamilton at Montreal. Montreal. You hear some of the weird rhetoric. Like, how do you talk about that in the press? I was running around ticketing the CFL. Some of the comments were just beyond ridiculous. Like, oh, you know, it's. We got to be prepared for the game. Oh, every cliche that you've ever thought about in your life came out during this thing. But in any event, we're on the Argos bandwagon here. Perhaps maybe I'll go too. Our beloved boatmen. Our beloved boatmen. That's that. That's exactly what we're. Thank talking you, Zach, about. for that little uh, tidbit there. I love that. But I, do, I love alliteration too. I'm a sucker for that. There you go. So I do think this is now where we can segue into. My prediction. Well, actually, so before we get into NHL, uh, oh. a little bit about uh, I've been kind of slowly hyping up the PWHL. Oh, right, right. We so got to do that. The league made its six trademarks for the team names. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not crazy about the Toronto team name, but at least they they got blue. So oh, they the had color to. Had well, to. yeah. The, after that, Toronto six. Uh, let's not go there. But yes. So it's the Toronto Torch. Again, alliteration could be worse. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Montreal Echo, Ottawa Alert. That's a bad one. Oh, <laughs> Echo Alert. Is this like a Pink Floyd play thing? Okay, continue. <laughs> or it's like a football uh, audibles. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> alert, alert. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Superior, I guess because they're on Lake Superior. Close, close, yeah. Um, the New York Sound. And my personal favorite, the Boston Wicked. What? That's hilarious. Come what? on. Wicked. That's all they say in Boston. Everything's wicked. wicked. Oh my! It's wicked God. cold. It's wicked hot. I can I I understand where you're going there because I grew up down there and I I mean not grew up there. But I have a lot of relatives there in and Providence. Right? Yes, yeah. Providence down the road. Knowing about that, you got you got a good point there. I think it's really weird that I don't know where they get the echo and the alert. How does that relate to your city? I get the superior. Yeah, the Montreal. Ad- 
those confu- New York sound, I guess, because it's always loud in New York. Maybe. See, another never I sleeps, know. I guess. And we it's got the Toronto what? Torch. The torch. What do we set the torch for in this city? I mean, I can already picture the logo. It's like team. a T with like a torch sticking on. That could look pretty cool. Well, we, have, we haven't seen it yet, though, have we? No, there hasn't been any logos announced. Just like the Twitter accounts have the team colors. So we're just, we know that and we know the team names now. Okay. So. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll get there. I think Boston Wicked's hilarious, though. I do. It's good. And there's, there's yeah, a lot of potential for the logo, too, in the jerseys. That could oh, be really that's, fun. Oh, that's the part that I, that'll come yeah. out good. But anyway, I think they're going with a green color scheme, too. So. Yeah, because that Irish stuff in yeah. there and all that nonsense. I'm just going to tell you this uh, Boston Wicked, I already hate you. <laughs> just got to throw it out there. But you know what I mean? I don't want to wait. So what are I think that's where Hillary there? Knight's playing, I want to say. I don't give a damn. They'll be playing there. I'll probably be a hater quick. And we'll give them probably a little bit She's more. She's good, though. Agreed. I'll probably give them a, a, probably an ounce more attention than we did the WNBA. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, she's playing for Minnesota, actually. I take it back. Oh, I like her she'll better. Be, she'll be a I superior. I like her better. Yes. I like her better. That's good. Uh, also, one last thing. I feel like we, we got to sum this up first before we get into the nitty-gritty of the hockey talk. So the Pride Tape debacle's finally been oh. closed uh, after Travis Dermott decided to go out and use Pride Tape. The NHL decided suddenly, oh, it's suddenly you can do it, which shouldn't have been an issue in the first place. Have you ever seen anybody stub their toes so badly as the NHL has the capacity to do? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. It is. It really is. At this day and age, in the diversity of, and I do say this, and I say it in a good way, Toronto's one of the gayest cities in North America. We're one of the most diverse cities in North America. Yep. How far we've been in the 40 years plus years I've been living in this city, and we still, well, it's the rest of the North America we deal with too, but understanding how... The evolution has gone on in the city that I now live in and love. I, I, I don't know how they even got to this far. Just, it's, it's besides idiocy. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends who have just been like, like, what are you doing? Just just pick a side. Oh, just pick a side. You know what like, I mean? Don't do like, oh, we're kind of here. We're kind of here. Don't want to upset uh, these people. Don't want to upset these people. Oh, uh, weak. We, exactly weak. weak. And you know what? There is no side to take. All you got to remember, especially here at the House of Happens, we... Well, there is a side. It's either you're supporting this or you're not. Okay, so I'm just saying this. If you're not supporting it, then we, we, you have not accepted the concept that all humans are equal. Mm-hmm. That's my take on the matter right there. Last time I checked it, equal means equal, not some get more. Right. right. You know what I mean? So let's cut, cut to the chase. I'm glad the NHL came out. I don't think they would ever... Like, why didn't this come up in the NBA or NFL or something like that? No. Because I, I think they have better PR departments. Oh, that's a good call there. But, hey, Gary Batman, aren't you hooked up? You were with, um, what's his wow. name, David Stern. You were in, you were David Stern's right-hand man sure. way back in the day. And, and yeah, he's in the videos of the 84 NBA draft. He's right there. Thank you very much. People forget about that stuff. So maybe, I don't know, maybe his pockets got fat. We're going to talk about a few things that he's done along the way that are, are happening now that he's trying to move it forward. I'm going to... I think what sounds like is he he does listen to the owners and the GM. So maybe... But sometimes you have to make an executive decision. Don't you think that there's somebody in that room with the owners that just said, F this nonsense. Oh. Wipe it off the table. Of course. It had to be done that way. But in any event, I'm just glad that we're trying to get a, back to the, maybe this is the level playing field show. Okay. Is it we're talking about, if we get back to a level playing field, we will not be discussing an issue like this. It should already be 
here at the house, we're going to make it saying that we'll never have to talk about it again because equality will rule. I hope we don't have to talk about this again. That's definitely the I, issue. I think I'm going to name this episode a level playing field. Yes, that could be the issue. That's what we're trying to get Can you at. guess what episode number we're on, by the way? 72. Close. You're off by one. 73. Oh, wow. I'm, can you hear that, fans? We, we, all you people that... Just one second, Andrew. These people that tell me you're talking... Hit a button. You know what I mean? I don't know if you're talking. I get guys on the street. Hey, Cruzy, I heard you. I checked it out. You know you're at the gambling places where people are putting in their thing, and they're asking me, so if you want to know, go to the house that happens. And all of a sudden, I walk in to put in my pro line. Hey, man, I listened to your show. I didn't know it was like you know, that kind of stuff. Let us know. That's all. We appreciate at. it. Hey, reach out. I, I work yes. on the social media. I'll, I'll like you. I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll answer yeah. your questions. And it's better he does because I'm not going to say I will like you. I'm not just I'm just like that. Okay? I mean, I like your comments. I won't necessarily like it, but, but that, you know. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Which brings me back to one of the things that we're going to move into this. And I've been telling people, and i got a guy on my street. I wish I knew his name. He walks his dog. We pass each other. And um, sometimes when you're right about right, and I'm not. It's too early of a sample size. But did you not call him Brick Wall last night? <laughs> I did. I got a text from you calling him Brick Wall. And isn't it so funny because three, four years ago, people were, were already dismissing Joseph Wall as, you know, oh, he's not going to amount to anything, maybe like a league average backup or something. And it's like, guys, have you not been paying attention? Every year, his stats went up in college. Had a little bit of a rough first season in the AHL, but that's pretty common. Because the AH speed. Well, and, and just the AHL, I mean, it's a completely different brand of hockey. It's very... <laughs> disorganized shall yeah. we say okay there's uh and so it's it can be difficult when you step in from you know either college hockey or the o or the q whatever but then stats every year went up improvement yeah. progression yeah yeah well anyways mike all of a sudden makes it starts making stops starts in the nhl does not look out of place okay so i i'm, I'm gonna just show it out to this way because the reason i'm bringing it up because last year i said he'd probably be the better goalie in the playoffs check the tapes but my big call was he would be the starter by the end of the year. Now it's still it's what, what, too game, what small game was it played? Who's starting tomorrow night? Uh, Samsonov, I believe. Because it's the Preds. I hope you guys lose six nothing. You get a roll going like well, that. Oh, that I don't think they don't put in that goalie for that. We tried that with Primo the other night against he, Jersey. How yeah, that, that work that's out? a little different because Primo's okay. your third goalie. Okay, whatever the case may be, doesn't matter. I, I mean, really you, know what, like you also guy. don't want to destroy Samsonov's confidence like right away. He you sucks show anyway. I called you the other night. What did I say? Well, can I? Can I? Okay, this is kind of like when you're, you're sneaking people up on your group chat, and nobody has to answer this question. I just said that Samsonov reminds me. You know, when I watch Samsonov, he either spent a lot of time at church, or he's a hoe. Okay, so end of that. We don't say nothing else. Okay. Samsonov is confirmed for tomorrow night. Oh, he is. Yeah. I hope he has a good game, though. I don't want to run the guy out of town, and it's better to have a tandem. 80 games. Oh, in this it's NHL, better. you need a tandem. Did you see a couple of saves that Wall made last night? He stopped, what, 96 and 99 to speed in the pipes? <laughs> Just saying, you know what I mean? Hey, Samsonov, how's your massage today going? Hope you're ready for the game. And they're going against the Preds because at this point in the season, even though it's an early sample size, the way that Toronto's been playing with that rickety-ass defense, they should be able to beat... The Predators tomorrow night just on the power of their top nine forwards. Oh, sure. It should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they what, won last night. Have you noticed that Toronto games, they've been uh, like they've been outshot more this season? Have you noticed that? Uh, you know what it is, though? I think that... I think they're being more selective with their shots on exactly, offense. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, that's 100%. I'm glad you brought that up because um, 
I noticed that about a few other teams. They win like 5-2, and they're outshot by 10, 10 shots. But I watched the game, and they were clearly the control of that game. Oh, for, like if, if you look, look at the possession stats, I'm That's sure what they're it's showing. all they're always, Yeah, they're, they're all up there. Uh, but like even like just thinking about it like logically, like when you give the other goalie a lot of shots, a lot of chances, you're just warming him up, right? As long as he stops them. Well, as long as he stops them. You got to make Yeah, but you don't, don't want to just be like feeding the other goalies like some softies that like, oh, save, save. Then all of a sudden like, oh, his confidence builds up. Because I've seen that story a million times before okay, as a Leaf fan. Interesting We're point. out shooting the Islanders, you know, 50 to 20. Dwayne Rolson standing on his head. Did that every game against the Leafs. Let's not get into that, but. Yeah, but you know the thing is, is the number one thing I think it is, is the save that you make in the moment. That save. A lot of times in the game, that's a goalie's job. That's I mean, Even though Ken Dryden turned into a liberal, that's another story. <laughs> this guy... Maybe he always was a liberal. That's my issue. But, I mean, when you go back to guys like that or like Grant Fuhr, as long as you make the save, Brodeur, um, I mean, uh, Belfort was a master of that a lot. Cujo, make the too. Save, yeah, make the save when you need to make it. And look at last night when it was 1-1, when everyone thought he'd shot the stick, the, the puck high off. Who was it? Kintz, the defenseman. I remember to hit his stick. Yep. Like, you know, to have the presence to keep going in the way like that. The kid is very, very solid. I like the way he plays. I think my point is that you brought up about his stats getting better every year. What happens is, is I think sometimes the rushing the guys to the NHL, you shatter their confidence at times. You know, you put... Although with goalies, it's a little different because if you really look at, like, developing goalies in the AHL and the NHL, it might actually be better to develop them in the NHL just because of that chaos in the NHL like I discussed. Like... Carter Hart kind of got, got thrown into the fire with the Flyers. I mean, I guess you could say the the jury's still out on that one, but I don't think it would have been like that detrimental to his career, like starting him in the NHL as opposed to starting with the Phantoms in the AHL, right? So, well, I'm just saying, like, you know what it is? Is like I, I don't know who I heard about this, but they're bringing it up as it says when you're doing your craft, like Hollabuck. If you really check Hellebuck, if you check his progression to where he is now, it's frighteningly similar to Hall because they both started in college. college. And they both worked their way up, you know, because you know what it is? How do you get up Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And that's why we have these guys. Like go back in when the I hear that, when I hear Carnegie Hall, I just think of uh, Looney Tunes immediately. Of course, how can you not? <laughs> that's a good thing. But in any event, we're not seeing it as much because I heard they're trying to take take it up in the QMH or J, JL, whatever. But you knew when the when the French goalies were coming in, why they were a little bit better than all the other goalies are in advance is because nobody played defense in the queue, so goalies were seeing more rubber than Goodyear. So by the time they got to the NHL, they were pretty well versed in getting pucks flying at them in every event. You like the Marc Andre Fleury's, um, guys like that. Felix Potvin, another guy, sure. for example. And do you realize that if Wall becomes a very successful goalie and plays for your two or three years, Knock on wood. he will be the first goalie that you have drafted that have been stayed in that have been this goal, good in the NHL. P- Felix Potvin. Since Felix Potvin. Now you. Or I guess Reimer. No, no. Nah. Reimer's had a great career. I heard that product. Reimer's yeah. been the year. Okay, yeah, you got to give him. Reimer got a win the other night. Sure. Okay, but uh, you did draft a goalie that was a competent NHL guy. Well, who, I mean, we drafted Tuka Rask too, but. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. You did. You just didn't know what to do with him because it's the early Because we had Justin Pogan. He just won the gold oh, medal at the juniors. Thanks, John Ferguson Jr. Second worst general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there someone worse? Who's, I was going to say, who's worse? Oh, he was so bad. 
And I cheered for him because I was a John Ferguson senior guy because he played for the Habs. When he got the job, how did he get the job? What were his credentials? We'll do another show. He he made his uh, name in St. Louis as a scout. The problem was he traded all of our high draft picks away. So what good is that scouting acumen if you don't have any high picks? Because he, he, he succumbed to the media pressure where he got a win right now. He was a dumbass there. He made some bad moves. You guys lost some draft choices to some good choices, but that's... Oh, I, I've gone off about that Owen Nolan trade a oh, million times. Oh, there you go. A million the, times. There it is, but we're Trading not, away Brad Boys in a first-round pick in 2003. Oh, gee. There, there it is. Glad you know your history. But anyways... Oh, yeah. Too uh, well for my own good, some would say. No, I, I, I like that because it also enhances my belief in what's wrong with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, uh, <laughs> but in you any, had to in, take it there. Hey, in any event, I just want to shout out that one of the things we were talking about on air is that sometimes in my career, I might have had a Don Cherry-ish approach to some of the Swedish hockey players that are now in the NHL. But can I say this? When I'm watching Willie Rockstar Nylander play hockey right now, and I've watched a lot of hockey this year, he's right up there with anybody I've seen is effective in the NHL. Uh, th- but when we get to the 10-game ten- ten point, which is coming up by the time our next show, which will probably be a dozen games, Willie Nylander's playing for that money. But, people, that's what I'm starting to believe. I, I think, the at least from the media people in Toronto, the sentiment is growing that this deal will get done sometime midseason. I expect sometime... Merry Christmas? I was going to say, around Merry Christmas, Christmas time... Mid-January, the latest, right when GMs are kind of... Happy New Year? (laughs) Right when the GMs are amping up for trade deadline. And I think that's like the latest we see this happen. But 11 points in seven games so far, five goals. Oh, yeah, and he should have had more. That goal, he's been robbed a few times. I think he's going to score 40 again this year. Oh, he's looking amazing, the Rockstar. Just mega. Uh, But guess we are Toronto-centric and say we we should realize this. We do have a small sample size, but I'm going to say this to my good friend, Mr. Milani, that Uh you guys better be doing something about your back end because Wall can't bail you out 100% of the time. I've said this a million times before on the show, trade's coming. Colton Pareko's the guy I'm hoping for on St. Louis because it looks like I think they're going to kind of gear up for a rebuild because they're in that mushy middle. They don't know where they're going to be. I wonder, honestly, if, that, if I'm a Blues fan, I'm even wondering about Braden Chen, even though he just got named captain. Interesting. Bring him back. But uh, I want to segue into Could that. Could be a good third-line center. Okay, exactly. But And not only that, when you bring these guys back, what we really need more is in defense. I've really noticed on the NHL, and I took a list down, Giordani is one. Giordano? Giordano is one. Uh, Bogazian is one. Oldest player in the league, second year in a row. There you go. Um, what's his name? Even though he's not quite as old, but he's still playing as Seth Jones. He's not as quite as good as he is. But um, yeah. Savarda, Montreal. Um, I'm trying to think of a few more guys. There's a guy in Vancouver there. Anyways, these guys are getting a little long in the tooth. Pavelski. He's, I think he's yeah, the second no, oldest player. Yeah, but we're just talking about defensemen alone. Oh, my bad. Okay, so when I'm thinking about these guys, there is a lot of them around the league. Because I've been watching a lot of games. And I'm going to bring names to the table next week. I was trying to go through the list now because I watched... Not, you never not watch too much hockey. But... I'm noticing that every team of any caliber, Boston's got what's-his-name that's been in the league now. How many years? He was never of that stature, but he's been around for so long. McAvoy? Is it Ma- no, he's only been around short. He's only. Uh, he came in the same draft as Matthews, I believe. Yeah, but they've got a guy that's played longer than that, I do believe, in the lineup. I forget. I'd have to check uh, it Of their top guys, it's like Carlo or Lindholm. And Ma- yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he's good, too. But They're all it- around the same age, I feel, though. 
Yeah, all in their 20s and big. They're lucky. But um, if you look around the league, a lot of teams, Colorado's got who? They got another old guy in the back end. Anyways. Um, Jack Johnson? Jack Johnson. Yeah. He's, he's well like, over there. Yeah, he's, um, he, he's, he's treated like Giordano in, in, uh, in Colorado. And Colorado just lost their first game last night. My point being is these teams that seem to be going for it, who's the old guy on defense on Vegas? Petrangelo? There you go. There's another guy. But I'm, all these teams that seem to be contending, they have an old school old man back there to anchor. Now, I think it's just as important in the dressing room probably as on the ice, but that's yeah. what all of these wow. teams the same you have in common. Which is to me like, is that how they kill these defensemen when they're young? They put them through the meat grinder. If they don't come out the other end, you're done? I don't or know. Or you survive and you end up being like Giordano. Like, how many years has he played now? Oh boy, he's been in the league. Actually, you know what? The, his first ever goal was on was a Hockey Day in Canada game. It was Toronto versus Calgary. It was the night Sundin scored his 500th goal. It was an OT winner, shorthanded hat trick goal as well. Uh, he, that was Giordano's first goal. That was 2006, I believe. Gee, do you see that history? He said Matt Sundin. Oh. Uh. Don't you dare okay, speak anything nothing. negative about okay, Sundin. Okay, I will, I he played mean, with a bunch of bums. Uh, speaking, he played of with bums. on a line with me and you. Yeah, well, so what? Well, we'll do. A, I'll do my Matt Sundin scenario another well, time. Well, when you're stapled to you know someone who's not very good, that's going to drag you down. Some would say an anchor. Okay, whatever the case. But uh, maybe, uh, moving yeah, on. Yes, moving on. I, I, I just think that was an interesting point. About uh, I've really noticed that a lot of these old school guys are hanging around with teams that are contending because obviously it's part of the ingredient or part of the stew. The key to success. The, yeah, it's one of those little factors. And we're not going to see it as much maybe in September as we will see in April. But they're there. And yeah. they're only logging their sometimes 12 to 17 minutes, 15, especially I notice the old guys sit yeah. more. Notice when Toronto takes a lead. Giordano plays just a tad last night. Well, that was a big problem with Giordano last year, where yes. they, especially with all the injuries last year, that to ride him into big. the ground. He's logging already in these six or seven games, and you guys got a problem with McCabe now. Is he starting tomorrow? Is he got a he's, nagging um, on the line combinations on daily faceoff? He is still there as a second pairing, so that, that's good. Any any other observations about the Toronto Maple Leafs? I really don't think we have to. Not make... really too much about the Leafs. No, no, no I want. I want to move around. Uh, some bigger things happening around the league. Agreed, agreed. Um, one of them would have to be, we got to talk about this really quick, because when you brought this up this week, I went, really, about telling the uh, statistics. Oh, okay, Explain so... Explain this to our audience, and then I'm going to jump in. So the NHL... I've been thinking about it. <laughs> okay. okay. Thinking about analytics, wow. So, yeah. uh, so the NHL finally started publishing uh, some more advanced stats five years behind the trend of, you know, the NBA has been doing this for years. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Baseball, probably, like, I love StatCast. That's one of my favorite websites. But the NHL now has, has NHL Edge. So it's, you can look at analytics for, you know, uh, shots guys are taking, like how fast, uh, possession, all this it's stuff, all interesting right? shit. Oh, of I'm course. And, I, and I'm, it's useful as a fan, especially someone who creates content around sports. Or plays but, fantasy. Even better, gambling, yes. But what I found curious was it doesn't show a player's stats, or at least like what percentile they're in, if they're in the bottom 50%. Whose feelings are we trying to protect here? I don't get it. That's pure bullshit. It's it's ridiculous. Now when I, Okay, so I, I, I did some snooping around, and I did take a look. 
And if you go to what all these sites you're talking about, there seems to be a pattern. Unless the only one I seem to find is plus minus. But anything outside of that, no, but that's not. But that's not really on NHL. It's more like in terms of like the shot, like how exactly. fast the shots are, exactly. how fast they skate. Like, yeah. why can't we show? Oh, this guy's Everything. in like. Yeah, exactly. So you know what I'm thinking this is now. Now everyone says the worst case thing is going into the door in any pro sports in arbitration. Okay, so when are they going to bring these stats up? When they're going to yeah, bring but like them in the room, Yeah, but they man? have those stats. The teams have these numbers. Okay, so like if you're not going to let us see them, who decided that we can't see them? The agents. My theory. That is has God. to be collectively bargained for. We would know, we we would be able to find that in the CBA because that's all public. Okay, well you know what I'm I got time yeah, on I, my I do have I do have believe it or not I do have the CBA on my phone so I could run a little search and see oh, if okay, I can find then, anything. Uh, let me forget that. Let's just check that out because that just seems too weird. That seems like a coddling to me. Are you trying to protect somebody? Uh, I, I think it has a lot to do because it's a big analytic, and I, you know what I think about analytics. But anyways, when you get into that room and you're negotiating a contract, and we're talking how many years, how many millions. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. You know that the owners are going to pick at your scabs, and then the agents are going to say you're not allowed to pick at a scab. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I could be wrong. But the gospel, according to Cruz today, is saying I smell agents in this. I, I disagree because, like, the teams would have this knowledge anyways. They have this information. Okay, so just like uh, just It's not going out public. I don't point know, that, well that's taken weird. because they I think it more, has more own. to do with gambling. Okay, you know, you got an interesting point because once they got into the room, all those they're going to roll out that whole freaking rostrum of everything. They have more, way more information than, than we, we have. Okay, you're right. right? Yeah, because they're not going to let us know because guys say it's the worst thing that when they go in there and they don't realize how much they get stripped down in an arbitration hearing. Oh, I've, I've heard the, stories. Yes, we all have. But the bottom line is I think maybe you got a more interesting point here is the gambling aspect, but in what, in what way? Just to leave things more vague, just try and because I mean, the more you leave things vague, the more Vegas is going to take your happy money, with right? You. So. Very, very happy. I think that's very, very interesting, though. Like maybe we'll let, let's let's keep that one in our back pocket for the rest of the year because I'm absolutely fascinated by the fact that you're right. You may, you corrected me here today, and I'd love to learn. I'm I'm blaming it on the agents, but what if you got into that room? The agents aren't going to be able to protect them then because it's all no. on the table. Yep. But this is a weird, weird thing that has gone on with numbers that I don't understand. But we're gonna we're gonna stay on the case. Yeah, we're gonna Columbo this one. Speaking of gambling, mm. I think we should get into the uh, Shane Pinto situation. He was recently suspended, forty-one games. For those of you that know, don't know, that's half the season. So it's gonna start retroactively from the beginning of the year, and it's uh. A, so the, the statement from the NHL was pretty curious. I thought I'll I'll read it out on the show now. The National Hockey League announced today, this was yesterday, of course, that it has suspended NHL player Shane Pinto for 41 games for activities relating to sports wagering. The league's investigation found no evidence that Pinto made any wagers on NHL games. The NHL considers this matter closed, absent the emergence of new information, and will have no further comment. So, uh, originally there wasn't much going on about you know the details, but uh, Friedman and some others, I thought, had some... Uh, interesting information that they took out where basically they found that it had to do with proxy betting. That's interesting. So someone made a wager on Pinto's account without him, which if you read the terms and service and all that, that's yep. against the that's against the rules. Yes, number one. And it was believed that this was leaked out by a league partner who basically noticed like, hmm, Pinto is playing in New York. This bet was made somewhere else. 
Hmm. Oh, okay. So, I mean, an optimist could look look at this and say, well, the system works, right? Okay, I, I think that's very interesting because, okay, first of all, when we're talking about level playing field, which is seems to be the, uh, what is it, the um, statement of the day on the house that happens, um, there's been a lot of things that's coming up about this. First guy, he's got to be a little bit stupid because guess what? He scored 20 goals last year. He's six foot three. He's a bona fide. Like he's got a future at 22, is he? Yeah, okay. third line center with upside. Oh, with huge upside. Like you know, it took him a couple of years to develop, but his size and he's already scored 20 in in the show. Yep. And he's an unrestricted first day free agent. First of all, the reason I'm saying there's some idiocy, idiocy factor in this is that he's going to have to take the qualifying offer just to get back in the league. Oh yeah, and that's what it sounds like he's basically going to take like a one Last year close newspaper. to close to league minimum deal, and basically Ottawa kept kept this from being leaked too. So it's a little bit of like a thank you from him as well. Just like oh yeah, hey, thanks for keeping oh, my yeah. name out of the okay. mud, guys. Okay, but okay now this is a situation where this is going to be this guy's going to always be linked to this because he's the first guy busted in the NHL for doing something as stupid as letting your account be exposed yep. to what's going on. Now, everybody knows I'm up and down about the uh, Overdrive show, and, and perhaps you're my partner here who says that I'm warming up to him, but I have to give credit to Brian Hayes for bringing up the proposition like, hey, how long is your career? Can you not gamble for freaking three or four years or five years or whatever the average career is yeah. just to, to um, enhance the integrity of the game because this way... Now that all of these operations, MLB, NHL, NFL, NBA, are all in bed with these gambling organizations, there has to be a separation for you and I, especially me, who does do a little gambling, mm -hmm. so we can have no questions of integrity involved in the sport that we're watching because we want the highest competition. We do not want it to be tarnished by things like Juventus of Turin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So you're really coming at me in my Italian heritage once again with that uh, Juve comment, eh? I'm just saying if I have examples <laughs> of things that might have altered the gambling scale, they might be on the first page of that. It's okay. Well, I'm a Milan fan who doesn't exactly have a squeaky clean record either. There you but... go. And I'm, so I'm not going to say anything about that lineage. I'm just going to say that I thought it was interesting, like, Mr. Hayes made the proclamation is that in this day and age, he, he believes that nobody should bet on the sport, but he brought up an even greater thing, which is this. Maybe it's the reason that they've regulated gambling and all sports have gotten into the bed with the sporting agencies that now they have a device that monitors all the bets that come in, including where it goes to your phone. Yes. So maybe what that has done is it's tr actually... Um, monitoring for integrity issues because back in the day when you were in the back alley in the Bronx <laughs> oh, and the yeah. guy was hiding you $100,000 for point shaving, we wouldn't know the hell because a bookie. But now that everything's on the level and we're doing it legally, it's all on the books. All on the books. Good, bad, and the ugly. I'm starting to say I'm leaning towards what Mr. Hayes was saying about regulation is good. Yeah. Because we would never know about the Sean Pinto case. Shane Pinto. Shane Pinto case. If there wasn't regulation. Yeah, and I mean, the education about gambling is going up to where uh, a woman I work with, she was saying that her 12-year-old son is having a seminar uh, about gambling. Like they're having someone speak to the kids about it, which I think is a very good thing. I think it's very, very good because, because in my humble opinion, 
What happens in the world of humans is like what were once vices become habits. Mm-hmm. And I don't and, and people don't talk about gambling as a serious addiction like we oh, do about drugs or alcohol. Okay, right? here here is my here is my point to it all. In my Thank you, Sanu. Thank you, Sanu in the house bringing us pints appreciated immensely. In my lifetime, and uh, I haven't reached my expiry date yet. However, in existing this long, I have come to the conclusion that the worst addiction, people talk about heroin, no, man, you hit the floor and someone picks you up and says, let's go. Gambling is the worst addiction because these dumbasses believe it's the next one and it's going to get them back in the house. So Even the Jimmy the Greek lost money, kids. Thank you very much. And the fact that they're teaching them that in school, I think, is very, very significant. Going along with understanding that about the regulations. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get to our picks later in the day, and i got to put my well, And we got some today. hockey picks, actually. We're going to do a new segment Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Picks, but... be, okay, so in any event, Mr. Shane Pinto... We hope that you're the only example of someone in the NHL who has failed to understand that regulation will find you when you're doing something stupid. However, I'll take it to the next level. If this was like a proxy gambling issue, I hope you bitch slap your friend into the next freaking area code. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, the lesson here is just never give your buddy, anyone, your Don't account be information. Stupid. Never. This is a stupid, stupid, stupid things. Now, just before we get into our picks, I just want to say there's a couple things we want to talk about before we get there. First of all, where's Connor Bedard? He's in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I forgot that on. What's that called? Michigan Avenue? Great. Connor, how you doing? Oh. See you in, in time. We, with whatever is going on. The next thing I want to say about, there's a couple surprises in the NHL that have really, really caught me off guard. Okay, number one is, and we've discussed it with you, is you call it they can't stay at 50% all years, but the performance of the Detroit Red Wings has to be admired. Where they are out of the gate, because you know what I mean? They're big, as opposed to the other big surprises, is like two wow. Canadian teams called the Oilers and the Flames that can't even figure out how to Both get the got puck. booed oh, last night. They had the to. Do you see the, I've watched most of their games. Have you seen them? I've seen pieces, and both of them oh, have not I've looked seen, impressive. No, and I always make... When, when you're making Vancouver look good, there's a problem. Well, Vancouver's got what's-his-name on the defense to anchor them now. He's a when horse. You? Yes, that makes a difference because what's the... Well, Calgary's supposed to have a really good uh, decor too, right? And like, really? I mean, uh, like, one through six. I mean, they don't have, like, that the guy maybe... But, I mean, like, Noah Hannafin is like... Okay, I, I agree. But, I mean, they're not playing up to snuff right now because... Absolutely I, not. I'm finding that the thing is we get back to... And they're this supposed is, to be good, though, is my problem. Good point well taken. The thing is that I'm saying this is where we get back to whatever your system is. Calgary is a go-forward team like Toronto's been for years, but you guys got that key, I thing I keep harping on is that sweeping back checker that comes to help with the defenseman. It doesn't appear that Calgary or Edmonds doing anything like that because how many times the defensemen are screwing up and they get trapped? There's two guys sitting around center ice. I think one, they should watch some uh, Detroit Red Wings videos from like the 90s and 2000s, kind of that left-wing lock. They well, need to get some I, of that in there. Well, maybe. I don't want it to get that bad, but let's get back to the Detroit Red Wings. Well, just Red take Wings. some notes from there, you know. Okay, but the Detroit Red Wings, to me, is one of the biggest surprises in the league. I know their power play is gaudy, but they've got a couple kids on the back end, and I said this at the beginning of the season. I want to say it again. Never doubt a Steve Iserman built hockey team. He's been in Detroit how many years now? This is his third? 
Uh, has it been his? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe his third or fourth. Something Whatever like that. the case may be. I think it's his fourth. Go back to the days yeah. in Tampa Bay when they were nothing, and Mr. Eisman stepped in the door, and it took him, what, a few years to do this building block. I think this guy's going to be a career guy building teams. Maybe not a Glenn Sather or a Sam Pollock. I don't know. But it's starting to show signs of this in Detroit. Big shout out to my wife who was so significant in making sure that the World Series was recorded while I'm recording. I love you, babe. Anyways, before we continue about anything else, please do not be a gambler unless you gamble like me on Sunday. I have a $20 budget. I make four or $5 bets, $10 in the pool. Away we go. The moral of the story is... um. Um, we were beyond the Shane Pinto thing. We were actually talking about um, the surprises in the league. Yes, we were. And um, Calgary and um, Edmonton, to me, have just been flabbergasted by the fact that their back end is not there. You know what I mean? There's a few other teams going in the league. Like, we have to be very surprised at the 6-0 and Boston Bruins. Oh, well, six, six and one. one, yes, six and one. and and also got eliminated too. When you called, should me we up. really really be that surprised about Boston? Though we I know- thought they'd have a fallback, losing the guys and moving it in, but it's yeah, but I mean, okay, well, but a fallback for more than like 130 points last year. They could they could still easily get 100 points, 100 even. Okay, that's Let's, 105. Why not? I don't want to, but I have to respect. Poitras, the just, the rookie center there is looking. Oh yeah, good. yeah, he's looking really good. The Toronto boy, but is the way it is. Is that when you're thinking about it in other ways? Is that. Uh, Colorado is a team that I'm picking that probably will re- will win a Stanley Cup again. Um, they got introduced to an old school team team that's looking a little bit better than I thought. And that was Penguins draft last night. They wrapped up yeah. Colorado and sent them home nicely. I mean, they were due for one. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and it was given their a, talent. And it was in Pittsburgh. I get all that, but I've seen Pittsburgh has not been out of any games I've seen this year. I'm seeing I mean, them in a month's time in Pittsburgh, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm glad to see, but they, they've they been out of no games. I still think they could use a little speed, but they got like Latang and Carlson and a couple other kids, so they hold mm-hmm. it up in the back end, which is looking pretty good so far. Jack Hughes is another surprise this year, even though the Devils should be winning more. That guy just looks like a million bucks out there. He's unbelievable. And we were so, I hate to criticize this, because we do keep tabs on the Habs here at the House That Happens. Yes, we do. Listen, Marty, I'm I'm all in with you most of the time. You started primo against these guys. What were you thinking? Did you get into my homegrown? Come on, man. I don't know you're telling me the three goalies. Why did we start well, if primo you're gonna, well, against Well, if you're going to carry three goalies, you got to start one, the third one eventually. I don't give a damn. Play them against the Preds. You know you, guys are, you know you guys aren't very good and you're tanking for a draft Oh, uh, We're right? not doing that at all. Do you check our record right now? We're in the playoff stance. We come back from 2 nothing last night. We beat Columbus because we had multiple in the oh, net. Congratulations. You guys beat Columbus, another team that's going to be bottom 10. They were hot for a minute there at the start of the season. It's a small sample size. fact is you got to play what's in front of you, and we beat them down 2 nothing at home. Uh, last I checked, they don't award the Stanley Cup in October, so... We ain't getting a wooden spoon, okay? Let's cut to the chase on this, right? No, that now. belongs... Well, I, I saw my mind on... Uh, or my eye on Philly for that, despite their hot start. I'm saying that Philly, like, who do they play tonight? We're going to talk Anaheim. about... Anaheim. Oh, yeah, but no, we're going to get to... <laughs> who's, who's, who has their own problems? Or, sorry, they play them tomorrow. Excuse me. But uh, do you want to get to our picks for tomorrow night, for Saturday? I think that everybody should contribute to what we were saying about hockey because it's significant to when you have to gamble, your fantasy football team and whatever. But when you're doing this and you pick a player, can you put a player in because you're sheltering his minutes? 
What do you mean? So I have to bring this up because me and Mister, we're, we're having this discussion about sheltered minutes, which is a thing invented by analytics. No, no, this has been a thing forever. Well, back in, the day, that, back in the day, Guy Lafleur was staying on the ice for five minutes. Okay, yeah, sure. That's just because of the way it was. So there was no, no sheltered you, minutes. You, but you, you don't use sheltered minutes for your top line guys. I'm talking about like your second, there was second, third pair defensemen slash your bottom six forwards. We were talking about the first three games of the Toronto Maple Leaf seasons. They would have said that Max Domi was getting sheltered minutes. No. 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 Okay, I'm glad that he broke out of his little thing with Nice, and they're moving forward. My case is this, and we're going to go for our picture. I think Klingberg's playing those. sheltered minutes. Really? Yeah. I well, think because they, they started him off on the. Yeah, but they started him off on the second pair with McCabe. How'd that go? McCabe sucks. I think Klingberg sucks defensively. I think it was because he needed. A I don't. But all of a sudden, you put Lilligren with McCabe. That looked pretty good. I thought Lilligren with McCabe went out last night. Lilligren looked better with Klingberg. So I'm just saying, Lilligren. No, what do you mean with Klingberg? They don't play together. Didn't they? Who did he play with last night? Who did he come on when McCabe went down? Uh, well, I mean, with, they, 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 they went, went with playing five D. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he would have been either playing with uh, Riley Brody or Giordano. Maybe it's your general. I like Lilligren. Well, that was, a, that was a solid pair last year. Yeah. Lilligren, like, he's looking better and better every game. Thank you very much. Made remember a nice, I, uh, uh, played a block of pass uh, oh, across yeah. the crease last yeah. night. But you remember last year, I used to always say, what was my favorite pairing on the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs? And his name came up every time because I like that, even though Sandine is not looking that good in Washington. But that's I, I will gladly second. take the first round pick we got back for him. Okay, well, we're going to see. But in any event... Um, Easton Cowan looks pretty good. There you go. We're not going to continue on because we still only have a half, uh, bigger sample size, but because we'll go, let's talk to this after 10 games, but... But we got a new little thing we'd like to say at the house we holler because we make a lot of picks. So for the first time, we're going to do the annual or weekly what goes on on Saturday night in the NHL because there's a bucket load of games. And perhaps maybe we can let the general public figure out a way to not proxy bet on my site, but perhaps maybe gain a little insight to making a little money. Sure, uh, nine games on the NHL docket tomorrow night, starting with an afternoon affair between the Anaheim Ducks and the Philadelphia Flyers in Philadelphia. I have no doubt that it's got to be the Flyers because I think Anaheim got away with murder last night. And the, the good coach there is who's coaching Flyers again? What's his name? Uh, John Tortorella. Uh, yes. And it's, look at, he's going to say, hey, man, they, we don't go to sleep like they did. And Philly's off to a flying start. I don't know how long they can sustain it. Do you like the Flyers tomorrow night? They say never beat uh, bet against the streak. And I am not. So I will say the Flyers. We're both on the Flyers bandwagon. Next. Six o'clock. We have the Seattle Kraken at the Florida Panthers. Both these teams, well, especially Kraken, not off to a great start at all. Philadelphia, or Florida, rather, uh, hanging in there at 500, three and three. Let's go on. We know what's going to happen here. I'm taking the, the Panthers at home. Oh, yeah. That's easy. That's easy pick. 7 o'clock. We have the Detroit Red Wings. Your, your Detroit Red Wings going into Boston to take on the Bruins. Ville Husso confirmed a net for Detroit, and it's believed that Ulmark will start for the Bruins. They got to lose at home eventually. I'm going with the Detroit Red Wings on a Saturday night in Beantown for the win. No, nah, I think Bruins are going to be pissed off about that loss to Anaheim. I, I hate to say it, but Bruins all day. Wings aren't Anaheim. 
They got the two kids we got to bring up. I don't Larkin and what's his name? Larkin's going to be an MVP candidate. Uh, you heard it here first. Ooh. You heard it I don't, here first. I don't completely buy into that, but. There's a bunch of good tandems in the league. Uh, De, 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 oh, I can't speak French. DeBracket, what's DeBrinket. his name? Yeah, he's got most goals in the league right now, too, doesn't he? I think he's got nine uh, goals or something ridiculous. He has. Yeah, he's atop the NHL. Nine goals. Yeah, he's looking good with a the buddy there. They came back. But, okay, you'll take the Bruins. I'll take the Wings. When am I ever going to take the Bruins? I hate those schmucks. Anyways, next. The Winnipeg Jets go into Montreal to oh, play your stop it right now. We're, we're on a roll. We're not going to lose. we got a couple, few games next. And Winnipeg, you know, I don't know. They're okay. I'm taking the Habs. I'm taking Winnipeg. Okay, continue. <laughs> Ottawa Senators going into Pittsburgh. Anton Forsberg expected to start for Ottawa. Tristan Jari expected to start for Pittsburgh. I'm going to look at it this way. I think there's something weird about this Penguins last dance kind of theory about what they're doing. And they really came up big last night as a cohesive team. Crosby's still Crosby. Yes. You've got to be correct. Like, if, if one day you want to put him on Mount Rushmore, it's going to be the argument of a lifetime. But Sidney Crosby looking good. Malkin, okay, too. But, no, Crosby is Crosby. Down low, the passes, uh, killing penalties still. And I figured out now they're getting the right guys to play with Latang when he's out there and the great guy to play with Carlson when he's out there. They're getting okay goaltending. So I think that when they, know, when they have a lesser opponent... They're not going to take the chance of giving away those two points because they're just as valuable in September as they are in April. And I'm taking the pens. Pittsburgh looking to get back at 500. Both these teams are actually three and four, but I like the Penguins just that much more going with Pittsburgh. Got you. Uh, the New York Islanders go into Columbus. Sorokin expected to start for the Islanders, and Elvis Merzlikens is expected to start for Columbus. Am I going to bet against my pick for the Vesna Trophy? No. I got the Islanders. <laughs> I got the Islanders too. Uh, seven, last of the 7 o'clock games, Toronto Maple Leafs going into Nashville to play the, the Predators. Samsonov confirmed for Toronto. UC Saros confirmed for Nashville. Well, first of all, I guess we're going to see a little Bible school going on tomorrow night with Samsonov back in the net. But I mean, if the What do you mean by that? He's always on his knees. <laughs> Come on. Anyways, the bottom line is if I, I, the Leafs can't. This will be a great. This is their longest road trip of the year, by the way. Yes, it is. Okay. And now they'll have, what, four wins on this trip? Against two pretty good teams, sure. being Tampa and, and, and Dallas, and not wasting uh, a good team effort against an inferior opponent. Toronto got a win tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm taking the Leafs, too. Yeah. But it's Saturday night in Nashville. Oh, stop it. Uh, they don't care about hockey night in Canada. Okay. Into the 10 o'clock game. Only, well, there's only one 10 o'clock game, technically. The New York Rangers go into Vancouver, Shesterkin, Expected for New York. Casey DeSmith already confirmed for Vancouver in a rematch of the 1994 Stanley Cup Finals. I like how you threw that in as our, as our resident historian. Did you say something about don't bet against streaks? Yes, I did. Did you see the streak on the New York Rangers? They are 5-2 and two right now. Uh, and they're going their what? Their last what? How many they win in a row now? They have won their last three in a row. I'm going with the Rangers on the road for a great game tomorrow night. I think that'll be a very good game because every time I see Vancouver play, they've looked the, the, the skating, yeah. the flow of the game. Watch two teams play, bro, at the same time. You see the difference on your screen. That's a great thing about mud. They go, that game, what, are they skating in mud? You know what I mean? Like, when I was watching... Yeah, my, the, the Canucks are the most unconvincing 4-2 and two team in the league. But they skate. They got Quinn Hughes, man. He's already, like, That's it's one too guy. early. Oh, but, but, and they got uh, uh, the two top lines. have got some guys that can score. I can't tell you anybody after that who they are, but, I mean, they're going to be there. I'm taking. Um, I'm still taking the Rangers. I'm going to take the Rangers too, especially with Vancouver playing their backup. And last but not least, the Vegas Golden Knights still 
the last undefeated team in the NHL now, 7-0, going into Los Angeles to play the Kings. Logan Thompson expected for Las Vegas. And Phoenix Copley expected oh to start for L.A., who is just off to a roaring start of a goals against average of 3.87 and a save percentage of 8.26. I expect it to be a 6-5 game with the Kings winning. They got to they make a statement 6-5 Kings winning. No, I'm, in, Vegas in continues LA. the streak, especially with Phoenix Copley in net. Come on. And hey. that will do it. You will there. Anyways, that's the house that hollers for uh, Hockey Night in Canada on a Saturday night. Get your bets in. Win a nickel and and enjoy the fact that your team is going to win. I hope the Habs win tomorrow night so bad. But anyway, that segues into the big thing that's starting tonight. Once again, I want to thank my wife for interrupting the show because she wanted to make sure that the World Series was recorded when I get home. And now, speaking of World Series, we should be discussing what happened in the NLCS and the ALCS. What happened, bro? <laughs> well, the NLCS, basically Philly's bullpen just completely collapsed. Craig Kimbrell being used in every situation, basically. And, and, and guess what? It's not 2012 anymore. Do you know what? If you go back and you check the tape, I said the I, I was calling Philly. I'm not going to back down from that. Philly was my call. And I said whoever won that Atlanta Philly series was going to win the World Series. Okay, there you go. So now what we happen here, the only caveat that I had and go back and listen to the tape was I said the only thing that scares me about Philly was their bullpen and I wasn't making fun of Kimbrel or anything like that or saying Soto had pitched too many innings I just think that my theory on it I'm going to lean on to this when we're talking about the American League is and I've said it all year bro and now I'm going to whip it on the table screw analytics starting pitchers will get you to the World Series Okay, and it just to me, when you look at the numbers, the studs that were out in front, even though um, Philly had Nolan and Wheeler coming out in front, um, Texas had four starters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you think about it now, they have that Merrill Kelly, they got that fat guy, or whatever his name is, and then they got their best guy on it, is Zach Galen. Where is Texas has got, who do they have? They've got uh, Avaldi, Montgomery, Scheiser, and the Scherzer. fourth guy. Scherzer and the fourth guy. And I don't think Scherzer will get the third start in a game. I don't think he should. It's too sketchy mm. for me. But all of these guys have pitched the most innings in the playoffs this year. So I've checked them out. But if you go and check those starters, even though still analytics is yanking pitchers a little bit too fast for me. But if you go look at the sheer level of starting pitching of anybody in baseball, the reason that Texas and Arizona's era is starting, also defense, but uh, the starting pitching has got them number one because it didn't tax their bullpen as, as everybody oh, yeah. else. And not only that, Texas... Which is my big problem about these, all these stars being yanked out early. Well, that should go against analytics <laughs> when go. you do it consistently. Okay, so one of the things is like, and, and Texas has that who's been the most solid closer in the playoffs, that's Leclerc. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be there. And I, that guy with a funny name, he gets guys out, Malkalabi or whatever on Arizona. He can he can be the closer too, but he's got a little rocked up too. So I'm not going to say who was I'm predicting first. I'm just going to say that there's the factors that put these teams here, even though I feel bad for Philadelphia because they seem like a team of destiny. Yeah, okay? for sure. Another weird anomaly is for the first time in I don't know how many years – Nobody won a home game in the ALCS. Yeah, how bizarre was that? That's insane. Like that means that you're, you like like just look at this, okay? Philly's going home three two. Houston's going home three two. 
one of them's going to win, wouldn't you say? And you what happened? Think. And nothing happened because of, especially you know, with the way how Philly had been so oh, dominant. Especially at home with this that crowd, which is worth a run or two. But the crazy thing is that we're going to talk about what really got my attention is the defense at times. And I know you keep saying it. That's why I keep bringing it up. Defense is only ten percent of the game, according to Mister Milani. If I accept that, I go. In that moment, I want 100% of that 10%. And you've seen a lot of that in some big plays in the defenses on the team. So, talking about defense that way, let's just talk about this. You've had Seeger and Simeon playing playing side-by-side all year. They know what they're doing with a good third baseman, Jung on third base for um, um, Texas, Texas, and Longorio on third base all the time for Tampa Bay. How Arizona, you, you mean? I mean Arizona, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But when you look at that, um, these guys have been playing together for so long. That's why they make plays. They cover each other up. Their defense has been solid. There has been very few errors. Yeah, but doesn't that come from having strong pitching as like your core, basically? But those guys have made plays to back up their pitching. That's my point. And if you have that, like you could throw ground balls all night if you know the guy's going to catch them. Just think about this. A couple of key times in the game, I was going to talk about the Philadelphia infield. Straight Turner and Stott both made key errors at a moment in the game that cost runs that took the lead later and resulted in Arizona winning. You know right, what I mean? Right, but at the end of the day, Philly just didn't score enough. One for 20 from the big three, that being Schwarber, Trey Turner, and Bryce Harper. And Castellanos wasn't anything special oh, either those last couple worth, games. I think because I, think I was jacking him up about being the schmuck that he was in interviews and stuff, maybe that kind of stuff bit him on the ass. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the, I'm just going to say this, except for the game Tevins in both ALCS, and, and my neighbor kind of said, well, in the beginning, the games were a little bit shaky because it was some high-scoring games. But let's just say this. I really believe the division finals and the um, ALCS and the NLCS were some of the best baseball I've seen in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Sure. Good pitch, at times, great pitching, key defense, Huge play, big home runs, you name it. Everything you want that makes me love baseball, I've seen in, in the in this October. It's amazing. However, there is one thing before we make our predictions on the World Series that we have to talk about because we are here from Toronto. So, I don't care what anybody says, and I'm going to be on the edge of saying this is the worst trade I've ever had to see in my life in the city of Toronto when I see Marino hitting third for a World Series team, now let's just say this: Garcia was the uh, MVP in the uh, in the AL, yep. and Martel was the MVP in in um, the, uh, the in the NL. I thought Marino should have been the all-around MVP, and I hope he gets in the World Series. But this guy is now the number three hitter and have the best defensive efficiency. They now say in the American League, come up with some huge hits. So let me let me show you something I found online. This is funny. Okay. Question: If the Arizona Diamondbacks win the World Series, does Toronto Blue, Blue Jays GM Ross Atkins receive a ring? Then someone responded. Oh. Let me, so, so here's it gets better. Someone responded. Let me check with the analytics department first. Then I'll get back to you. Oh, ching ching! I wish I invented that. That's right on my street. But does and you know what? I know the guy was talking out of the side of his face or out of his ass when he was saying the good defensive maneuvering of Yuris Gurriel. You heard him say that. Yeah. Come on. They just never were in Toronto long <laughs> enough. Now, wait a second here. Gurriel's defense seems to be 
it's gone up a modicum. Like he does, he, he seems to be tracking balls better. And here's another thing you got to realize when you com- do the comparisons because it should have been a one-on-one. Varsho will never have Gurriel's arm. No. Come with the guys when Philadelphia hit the well, ball. That's why they're going to move Varsho to center field next year. Because you know what? A couple times they hit the balls when guys were moving. Gurriel's picking up the ball. Do you see none of those guys <laughs> ran? That adds to your defense. Yep. But the fact that we've got a generational player playing one of the keyest positions in baseball for a team that's going to the World Series, batting third at the age of 22. Aiken's going to tell you, but we, we're just we're removing the, the 100 level in the dome to make it a more baseball-savvy experience for our fans. But what about the trade? Well, when you come into the zone, we'll have the comfortable seats. Uh, we'll be I'm already you, sick. Excuse, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? This is going to haunt us for years, bro. It's already haunting me. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I want to go. You guys check the house here, the house that happens. You and I were neither happy about this. We were trying to pump up the Varsho 2580 and good defense at the Dome, which didn't. Okay, all these defensive freaking analytic bullshit that you can tell me about it. Like, but he couldn't hit. Couldn't hit shit. That's what I'm saying. And couldn't hit it at a key time. That's killing us. And like I'm saying, I don't understand Arizona. I think Guriel should be up higher in the lineup, don't you? I mean, they have a deep, <laughs> a deep Oh, it's lineup, proving so. to be way better than we expected, but Marino yeah. is hitting number three. In this lineup. And I'm telling you, Gurriel and Marino have some had some of the biggest hits for Arizona in the entirety of these playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. You think about it, right? God bless Marino and Gurriel. I love the color of your hair. It matches the uniform. It's Isn't almost he a like just... I'd take him for a beer and smoke a joint with him in a minute because I, I know would too. he smokes weed. If Gurriel doesn't smoke weed, nobody says. I could be wrong. Is that stereotyping? I don't know. Does um, he look like a weed smoker to you? I think yes. he is. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to ask you, who do you think wins the World Series now, and how many games does it take? First of all, I want to shout out one thing before we continue, because I'm Mr. Anti-Analytics. Everybody knows that. But I think that it should be pointed out that two of the managers that were kicked to the to the curb, Dusty Baker... Well, and he Bucci. retired. Yeah, I don't think he okay. was kicked to the curb. Okay, but he retired. But they brought him out in Houston, like I was telling you off air, because they wanted to have a, a respectable guy. Oh, yes. So to put in a position after all that insanity. But these are two guys that respect analytics, but they don't live and die by them. And they went seven games, and one is now going to World Series against a guy who is more analytic prone in the general and the manager of Arizona. I forget his name. Damn. But he came. He, he's a he's a university educated guy too, with a numbers guy anywhere. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to say is this: I think that Texas time has come because they're the home team, aren't they? Uh, Texas, yes, they have home field advantage. So I think they have a little bit more power. I think that they're. Oh, I. I it's going to be tough, man, because look at the first two games. Who's starting tonight? Evaldi Gallen versus Evaldi. Oh, and tomorrow night it's going to be Montgomery against Kelly. Yeah. Oh. M- Montgomery hasn't been officially named yet, but you would assume he's going to start game number two. Oh, he'd have to be. Come on. he's. I, I think he's been the best starter, better than Ovaldi. I think the best, except Galen, that one game against Philly, he's looked outrageously good. Kelly's looked outrageously good. Long live starting pitching. Let him go six innings, please. Thank you. End of story. Correct? So yeah. who are you liking? I'm taking Texas. Is it 2-3-2? Two, two? Yes, it is. Texas in six. I'm taking Arizona in seven. Ooh, okay. There'll be a beer on that anyway. But please, yes, just one thing. Like, on all the things that have gone on baseball, I'm going to say one more little thing. I don't like this stolen base stuff. I'm still saying they can't throw over. A lot of the rules that they incorporated into the league this year were great. 
Let's get that straight. They were great. However, at times, I think little things like how many pitchers you can got batters you got to face and throwing over to first base should still be incorporated in an old school way because I think they're defining factors in strategy and baseball which have now gone with the dodo bird that's life though I'm just glad we don't gotta you know whatever wait for a guy to like scratch his balls 50 times so he can get back into the batter's box okay pitch, pitch clock has been the greatest thing I agree with that I'll take that anywhere but thinking of things like scratching your balls Okay, I, I have to cop to this, people, because if I don't, I'm going to get kicked as hard as I can, but that's the way I felt my Detroit Lions got kicked last week. Oh, you want to – what about the NBA? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's – you know why? Because I got to put my pages out of order. You know, when I when I win the lottery, my first... – I thought when you were, like, scratching your balls, you were going to go to a transition about basketball players. And... That's what I should have done yeah. immediately. Thanks for that. Look at this. I write my notes, and I put them in the wrong order. In any event, since we're going to talk about basketball, thank you, the Toronto Raptors, for winning the first game of the season against a bona fide uh, playoff opponent in the Minnesota Timberwolves playing with one of the top 10 best players in the NBA named Anthony Edwards. And after his first half squirt, they held them down defensively to win at the home opener and the first win for our new coach, Arun Aranjevic. <laughs> did I say it right? I, I don't believe you did. Okay. But I mean, the big story here is the Raptors contained Anthony Edwards, kept him to just eight, uh, eight field goals on 27 shots. You're damn right. And the defense was all over, man. I just want to say this to the new look Raptors. First of all, Nick Beverly, fuck you. Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, fuck you. And I don't swear a lot, so I want you guys to exemplify what I'm searing. Just because you have a podcast and you think you're a badass, to call... One, to th- and I'm not going to repeat what he's had to say because it was so disrespectful when you're NBA players mm-hmm. that I'm going to say this. When Anobi steals your lunch money and spends it on your girlfriend... Eat my shorts, buddy. Okay, you know what I mean? Because the only thing I'm going to say about Raptors is one game. And I'm going home to watch the game tonight to see what's happening. We did not compromise our defense for the sake of offense. Sloppy game, first game, though. Come on, bro. Well, the NBA, we went into this last year, too. The games were not the best quality off the hop, which is what the NHL gets right. They do. Out of any, they of do. the North American leagues, I agree. I would, especially like football, basketball, hockey. They're the ones that do get off to the best start. Again, not the cleanest, least sloppy amount of games, but it's the most entertaining to watch. Oh, and we've seen that in the first couple of weeks. But absolutely, but you regress. But uh, uh, Dennis Schroeder leading the Raptors in oh, points his first game. Oh, can you bring this up? I'm going to say this. You ever know the history of Schroeder? What about him? He's got bad agents for starts. Okay. He's got bad agents. Because he's moved around a lot. Yeah, he went from L.A. to Boston. And well, he got kicked it was around. on Atlanta back in the day. Like, exactly, because he's like he's had a contract here, and he, they didn't want to give it to him, and he ended up going to Boston for less money. I think his, maybe he's got some new people now. But I know there's a connection with Rezjanovic, or our new coach, playing in Europe and him doing something in Germany, and he was named the MVP in the world basketball. Yes, he was. This year now. I think that he is key to this team in this way. He can control a ball enough to know that we don't have to have any issues with Siakam or Scotty Barnes, who was probably their second best player. I don't know who's better. No, I can't say that. Maybe Anobi was the best player on the team. Because I want to say... All three of them had spectacular nights. They were great. You know what I mean? And, and we didn't compromise on defense. But my point is this, okay? Listen to me, Toronto Raptors. The problem with the NBA is it's just a creation of a whole bunch of drama. 
We don't want drama in Toronto. We don't drama just got place. Play There's together. Too much. <laughs> play together as a team like you did last night. Like I'm saying Anobi could be uh and Anobi. And Anobi could be an all-star this year. Did you first of all he was sinking the three last year? Could be night a defensive conference. player of the year candidate oh, too if they he, make the he always is. He always is. He's just so good. But what I'm saying is, and this goes out to you, Mr. Beverly, you don't have to look like Mr. T or swing like George Foreman to prove that you're tough. You can be quietly efficient and, like I say, steal your lunch money and go for it. The last time I checked last night on the other team, they had Rudy Gobert, they had Cat, and they had... Um, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. So I want to say that our big guy of Caucasian color, Potel, in the middle, is the other key to this team because he defended the, the, the rim when we needed him to do so. He brought down some big boards... And he scored the odd point. We don't need him to score 15 a night. No, it doesn't need to be a double-double guy. No, but he but he'd be doing what he's doing. I'm glad that Grayson Dick got to see what the floor was like and then went right Grady back Dick. to the beds. He, he, see how much he played last night? Oh, what, a couple two, minutes? Two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Okay, and it worked like this, okay? The score was like he got sheltered two minutes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is this? The uh, What is it? The level p- playing field deduced by... <laughs> Sheltered Minutes. Maybe that's the name of the show. In any event, he got on the floor, and it was so funny because I was glad to see him out there. Let the kids see what he do. He did get an assist. He passed the ball back, but I think the Raptors were up by eight at that point. One of their biggest leads of the night. Yeah. Kid came on. It dropped a half. Kid went to the bench immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to spend a lot of time on the NBA because, come on, it's only two nights. What's going on? Anything else you want to say about the NBA? I know there's something we have to discuss because it's the <laughs> elephant in the room. Are you referring to our uh, our buddy with the beard? Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, not, no, not that buddy. Nah, this guy. Yeah, Santa a, Claus this, is an actual buddy of uh, ours. Exactly. Yes. This guy's the coal in your stocking because you've been bad. I want to say this about the management to the Philadelphia 76ers and our old coach, Nick Nurse. You ain't getting on the plane, bro. That's the best thing I've seen in the NBA in the last year. You know, because you heard what happened, right? Oh, yeah. He showed up at the airport. Ready to get on that private bird. Oh, I'm showing up to the next game. They're like, no, you're not, James. No, you're not. So here, is that, well, you know what I mean? And Isn't that a fuck you move when you think oh, about it? Oh, hell yeah. After all the bullshit that he's caused every organization and all his teammates... This is one of the best you got shit on I've ever seen in my life. But now there's another question coming up about it, right? What do you mean? The um, Players Union has a stipulation about, um, what do they call it again? Um, I had it written down here. Something about a participation clause. Okay. The purpose for why you did not participate, is that falling on management or the individual? Because what had happened on the way there when they were taking the plane, the betting line was open with Harden as a probable. Mm. I'm not going to go any more about that because that's just too not much of another story. But well, but, who determines that he's a probable though? Is that the team? It probably wasn't the team putting that out there. No, what happens in Vegas is you can bet in the games two games before. You ever sure. Pro line thinks, so, okay, a guy says, I'm going to bet the day before the game because I work. So what? Because, because Vegas says this guy's probably got to play him? I think that's the stupidest thing in the world. I, I, I agree. Go that either. Right, what I'm saying so. Anyways, there's something that came up today. We're going to verify it next week on the show. It's something called a play. Like, I, I, when I seen that on the, on the, on the, um, on the ticker, I didn't even understand what they meant. 
But they're saying they're going to blame it on the Phillies or they're going to blame it on Harden. But the oh, players, they should blame it on Harden. Oh, Harden's a schmuck. But it had something to do with the players' union got involved. Well, I mean, that's always going to happen. I mean, the players' union has to do their due diligence. It is their job to protect the players in the union, right? One of but, the reasons I hate unions because sometimes well, you just can't protect a guy. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry, Mr. Harden. You had points where you could be you, – you won MVP. I know. You blew game sevens because you didn't show up. You got lazy, you know. I'm going to go to Houston, man. I want to see some urban ballet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. And what's he going to go I don't remember that week? press conference. Well, you know what? He didn't quite say it because his beard got caught in his mouth. How's that? Harden, I'm, I'm so glad for the Philadelphia organization doing what they did to him that I'm happy. I just want to, want to show out a few other things that you see in the NBA before we go to our grand finale. Uh, no, I thought you... Uh... When Benyana had his debut last night, and let me tell you what happens when you're a young player like this. The guy sc- played like two minutes, scored 15 points, had a couple blocks, and of course, um, um, Luca and Kyrie got him at the end. It was a close game. But what happened in the game, and he's going to have to learn this, this guy's like a gazelle getting up on his feet. Yeah. He got three ticky-tack fouls, which is this. Welcome to the NBA, kid. Like, a couple of his fouls are really bad, which took him right out of the game. But they put him back in. Mr. Popovich left with six minutes with five fouls. And the kid hung in there to the game and almost stole it. He's the real deal, I think, bro. I think so, too. You know what I mean? It's gonna. I'd like to see a little bit of meat on his bones, but he's flying all over the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? He can sink the three. I wouldn't say that he's going to be like a shoe-in for rookie of the year or anything like that, but he has a very, very promising career ahead of him. 100%. He's going to be one of the greats, maybe one of the greatest of all time, but which brings us to, before we go, the best Canadian player on the planet. Our boy Shea, who is on my fantasy team, hey. looked great with the other rookie who was out with a bad knee last year. In Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, who had another auspicious debut with OKC, whipping the Bulls so bad, the Bulls had a team meeting already. Players only. Oh, <laughs> get out of town. Players only. Unheard of in the history of professional after sport after one. one. Players only. And they're playing Toronto tonight. So mm, the rematch of uh, that play-in game, which was horrible. But I mean, yeah, let's I, not go there. We're on the road tonight, right? I believe so. Um, what kind of response do you think Nick Nurse is going to get Saturday night at the Scotia Bank? Uh, I think he's going to get like 15 seconds of love, and then it's going to be, you know, your... I hope it's 30 seconds of love. You know, I think. No, well, they're going to do the that, tribute. Video. They're going to do a tribute video. He's going to get a standing ovation. Yes, but after better. that, it's business. You know. I, oh, after that, I want to kick him to the curb with yeah. Embiid, one of our there five bitches of the year. We want to see if he repeats on our list, which we'll bring up around Christmas time. But I hope he kicks him. And I want to say one thing about the game last night. One of the other surprising things in the NBA is how well. Damian Lillard and uh, the Greek Freak combined last night. They almost oh, left Philadelphia Dame come back had in the door. quite the opening oh, game. 39 wow. points, and Giannis was feeding him like he was feeding his firstborn. It was unbelievable. It was a game, but I think, you know what, they let Philadelphia come back in really quick, which if you watch the game, that was a Nick Nursed coach basketball game on the side of the Philadelphia 76ers because I've seen those, those strategies how many times in the last oh, yeah. few years for the Raptors? So somehow he worked, and Tyrese Maxey is going to become a superstar. He's just too good, and if get Harden out of the way to let him be it, because he almost stole the game himself. 31 points, 8 assists last night. Tyrese? 
Yep. Oh, he was amazing. He was going on Lillard. That was the show. Lillard against him, mano to mano. Very good basketball game. Another little point I want to point out last night because NBA is all drama all the time, and the sloppiest game of the night was not Boston playing um, Philly. It was um, that L.A. Phoenix game last night without Brooker and without Beal. Can I say one thing? I know three points are part of the game now. But do you have to throw them up in the first five seconds of every clock shot and you can't clang them? Oh, that's my pet peeve. They build condos in the NBA because there's so many bricklayers. I'm telling you. I watch this shit and I go, I seem like... And you know what? I love uh, Russell um, in L.A. What's his name? The guard. Love about D'Angelo Russell. I've always liked this guy since he was drafted. At least four times last night he came out and fired it up with no reason. He had LeBron and... Um, AD on the court at the same time he should have been benched immediately like yeah. back in the day you firing up threes like that and but now that the coaches are telling these guys to do that that's the difference twice he made great defensive plays he came down on a three on one and fired up a, a three that's a three on one bro came down on a three I'm on one I'm not gonna defend that and then sh- you can't I see go to the now, bucket go to the paint when you whatever got or, you know, when the guy comes to you throw it off so get an easy bucket for the other guy throw up an alley-oop do something no you you you, you step back and fire the three on a three on one and it clang clanged I went D'Lo I like you don't do that any freaking more but we're gonna see a lot of this sloppiness in the first 10 games yes. in the NBA you know what I'm saying I do and we're not gonna waste a lot of time with the NBA because we do drama but I did really think that it was cool at the end of the the Phoenix LA game and this is why they're gonna play in the Olympics next year because it's the last dance for these guys too but LeBron and Durant went at it last night pretty damn heavy even though the game was sloppy they were shooting but the embrace they made after the game out of respect for each other was players every little kid that's playing from the first time they hit a basketball till they're playing in the NCAA tournament should respect the respect that these two great players had for each other absolutely you know what I'm saying I guess we'll take it from a sport that just started up to one that's entering full swing now the NFL. Half season, just about correct. They're almost, almost getting there. Okay, so I'm going to say this again, Mr. Milani, because if everyone knows this, I'm an old school guy, so I got three pages of these notes over here that I made that I put over here, and I got my little notebook, and look at this. I just wrote another two or three pages of what I'm doing. I'm going to throw that all away because it's NFL not time now, and I don't need any notes about okay. the NFL. And we're going to start about what's wrong with Buffalo. Was that the worst backdoor oh, cover last night? I yeah. wanted, I, I had to make my pick because I'm in that pool. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Damn. No, I'm going to take Buffalo. They're going to crush them. Do you know one person who's confident in the Bills right now? Because I don't. Who's that? No, Nobody? I'm saying I don't know anyone who's confident. I'm thinking that they could turn it around and really do better because at points last mm. night, I thought, didn't you think at points last night they could have crushed Tampa Bay? I mean, of course, but... They, they were there, but they just had I think there's little. too much drama in that dressing room with the whole Diggs situation. Well, Diggs should shut the front door and just play. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that, but that's not okay. what's going on. Okay, when they lose, sometimes he throws too much to Diggs and it doesn't work for him, okay? That's okay. the problem. So don't throw to Diggs that much, and then last but night... He's gonna, but then he's going to get pissy. Okay, so what happened last night? In the beginning of the game, when Buffalo scored their, their first 10 points or their ter- first 17 points... Um, all the other receivers on the team had double the receptions that Diggs had. And they put that prominently on the screen because they want to show up these diva wide receivers. So if they ever got a negative thing, they put it on the oh, screen. Yeah. You know that's there. And I went, that's an interesting stat. Who cares? They're winning by 10. 
And then what ended up happening, he threw 100 pounds at Dick Diggs, did make some great catches. Come on. But balance your offense, Buffalo, and yep. their defense played better. And could we just say that, um, regardless how you look at him, Baker Mayfield is turning out to be a great reclamation progress, regardless of what his winning record is, what he's doing, because he threw a Hail Mary into the end zone last night to end the game that, no, I nobody went for it, I don't know. <laughs> but he put the ball in the heart of the end zone for which and you got Evans, you got Godwin, you got that Palmer guy. They're all big boys. Yeah. Nobody seemed to went go for it, man. I don't want to happen. Scare those Buffalo secondary guys. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is. They don't care. But we're not going to talk about Buffalo Bills all day long because there's other things we got to talk about. And we got to bring us our picks. But I just want to point rankings. out something. Yeah, our power rankings. Okay. First of all, I want to say this. Okay, we'll get five to one, and then I'm going to say this. So um, before we say that, and we look at last week's power rankings. I'm not backing down from my Detroit Lions. We just had one of those games where shit happened, you know? Someone left the bolt loose on the tire. Nobody closed the back door and left the dog open on there. I didn't know the wife had a boyfriend. Oh, you, you left more I mean? than the back door open. Oh. Bro, I'm going to tell you this. This was like Project X, you know? Someone drove the, the nice car into the swimming pool. Oh, my God. It was worse <laughs> than that. Anyway, can I just say something out there to everyone that knows me? You know I live and die by the Lions, and if we lose a close game or things are interesting, okay. When we're down like 300,000 points, and if anyone thinks I'm answering my phone, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I didn't even want to text you. Thank you. I, I think it was about three minutes left in the second quarter. I turned my phone off, threw it in the corner, and did not go back to it until 10 o'clock that night. Seriously, I just threw my... I was like... I was not a good human for about six hours. <laughs> my granddaughter. Poor Gail. Oh, your no, granddaughter. Oh, yeah. No, my granddaughter came down and said, Pop, are you okay? And I said, no, nah, I'm pretty <laughs> far from okay. All right, what do you want? Here's some money. Go buy yourself something. No, leave me and the dog alone. She was seriously goes, Papa's acting weird. And I said, Lion's got their ass kicked. She's learned a lesson now. Next time she'll stay out of the man cave when the Lions lose by a 1,000. But I think we're going to recover this week. We're going to get in the top this week. And if we go around the league, there was just some weird shit that went on. It was a very weird week. Don't you think so? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, mind you, I think I took a little too many road teams to win uh, last week. Okay, but, uh, so that's going to be the mantra at the house, okay? And I'm going to show when we take our picks. No matter what goes on in the NFL, be careful of division games and, and, and home dogs. Yes. Our road team, it just seems to be it's any given Sunday. How did San Francisco lose again? Especially to Kirk Cousins on primetime. <laughs> well, you know, he was due for a win, and I took That's Minnesota. I took, you Min did, you I did. took Minnesota, and I said, hmm, I will go there. But it, And the other thing is, like, when, when you're going around the league, is, and when I said it earlier in the year, maybe my, my prophecy is going to come true, as I said, I'd, I'd be very surprised if anyone won 13 games. I mean, there's only one team I would say that has that potential to win 13 games now. But I won't, I won't spoil it because that's going to be a okay, spoiler for my power rankings. Okay, but. okay. So here we're going to go right now to the power rankings. Anything else you want to say about the NFL, first of all? Yeah, oh. so one thing I want to say was I, the one thing I've noticed, and it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with your no team getting 13 wins uh, prediction, the competitive balance this year is more on a knife's edge than ever. Like, the parity is insane. Some of the games I can't believe. Like, I trust Indy. Do you think Indy got robbed last week with all those, uh, that thing? Well, it wasn't um, – 
Even I was it. Who did they go up against? Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, Cleveland. Second game in a row they got bailed out by the refs. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So okay, we're gonna get that later. Anyways, if we run around really thinking we're about the halfway of the season. We're starting to get pretty accurate in this respect. The Lions should win the NFC North. Hands down. The Phillies should still win the NFC East. Hands down. I can't tell you who's gonna win the NFC South. <laughs> And <laughs> if San- anyone tells you that who, that they know who's going to win, they're lying. I want to know what they're smoking yeah. immediately. Now, when now we've got a little um, problem with the NFC West. Oh no, we don't. Brock Purdy is not playing this Sunday. I understand that. Okay, so guess- but was he the reason why they were winning football games? Anyways, no. If they're okay, their defense is too, but they still had the same defense when they couldn't score. What happened? Go home. Okay, that's what went down, and they and and Minnesota knew played a, the, probably their best game of the season because they're Agreed. not thinking about it because oh the Lions lost, we're only two games back, blah blah blah, eight to go, you know I think think that. So now when you go west, I'm still saying, and if they win this week, and I'm taking them, do not disrespect Cooper Cup, Pakua, and my boy Matt Stafford. Because they puked it up last week badly after I talked about them, but I think they're going to get on the rails this week against Dallas. Maybe? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I I still think their defense isn't strong enough. Could be. We don't know. But, I mean, that's just a halfway scene. And now now we go to the AFC, and we go to the AFC East. Who's going to win that division? It's looking more like Miami now Thank after, you. after, after we, Buffalo's Buff- been falling on down, their face. Okay, so then we NFC North. Is it going to be Baltimore? I don't think that's over because Cincinnati's right behind them. So we can't that say division's that. division's wide open. Okay, we go to the wide NF- open. AFC South. It's looking like Jacksonville's going to be there. Has Houston got the potential to be a playoff team? Will they be in the hunt in week 14-15? I suspect not. And, of course, when we go to the AFC West, as predicted by I. The Denver Broncos. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Predicted by I. John Alexander Cruz, alias Jack. Before the season started, I said the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat as Super Bowl champions. And they're shooing for that division. Oh, all the way at six went in. So, anyways, it's a lot of talk about football, but we're not going to do that much about it because it's the week eight. We just want to give you our power rankings to start. So, um, do you want to go first? I will go first. So number five, I have the Miami Dolphins. They stick at number five. They've been, uh, I do not like them, but I mean, their play has been convincing and they have, um, oh my God, buddy coming back. Their corner is coming back this weekend. Oh, Jalen Ramsey. Yes, yes, yes. He's coming back. That's huge. Oh, massive, huge. massive. Huge. Uh, number four, I moved them down a peg. The Detroit Lions after that blowout lost to Baltimore. A little concerning that they've had, uh, this is their second hiccup now. Well, uh, the other one really wasn't because we lost in overtime to Seattle, but this is a whole. That was more loss. of a that was more of a hiccup. This was this was something a else. Beating, yeah. Uh, number three, I got the Philadelphia Eagles back in the win column after a big win uh, versus the Dolphins at home on Sunday night. Number two, moving down a spot, the San Francisco 49ers, Them losing back to back games, a little bit of a concern. Uh, this one definitely was more of a concern that loss than the Cleveland one was. And number one. The team that might be the one to get 13 wins this year. The team you predicted to go back Thank to back. Thank you very much. The Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so you did a shuffling of the deck, so to speak. I did something completely different. Well, my one and two switched and my three and four switched. Okay, so there. So number five, I'm going to stay. Number five, I'm going to stay with uh, the Miami Dolphins. Okay. However, the one team that was a little higher in my books now, and they're going to fall down, and I hate to say this, but... My beloved Detroit Lions are no longer in my top five. 
Whoa, I thought you said last night you were keeping them up there. I thought I was, but I was a very sane man, and I went to the Robert De Niro School of, have you ever seen Casino? Yes, I have. In gambling, there is no favorite team. Yes. Off the field, I'm a disciple of the Detroit Lions, but I'm going to tell you this. So who's your number four? My number four is San Francisco 49ers Whoa. because they think that they've had a couple of leaks that I think that they better fix, and they got. we're going to talk about one of our picks this week to see if they're going to win or not. My number three is the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, quite the leap moving from off your top five into number three. They Hello. were always into my top five or six or seven, but let's go back and see the quality of their opponents. They lost a game because there was eight drops in a game and they lost by a field goal okay the other game that they battled to i think that cleveland stole the game from them because they played no pittsburgh mm-hmm. on, on whatever there i think baltimore is a real deal because on both ends of the ball they've got the physicality to take them there sure lamar looked great their defense was there and they smoked my detroit lions they're my number three okay Number two is I'm going to stay there with the Philadelphia Eagles because last week they showed the Miami. Don't come in my house when you, you know what I mean? Yep. Eagles eat fish. <laughs> and we happen, and it happened there. And if you really have to talk about it, do we have to know who my number one is? I mean, I think we all know, but we, you should say it instead. Do we have to shout out to anybody that got 20 American Music Award nominations. We don't have to bring that up, do we? Who got twenty? We don't have to bring that up, do we? No. Who cares about the American Music Awards, oh, I don't anyways? Either. It's because it's. it's I know you brought it up, Cruz. I'm just saying that it was something <laughs> that probably went across your ticker at the bottom. I'm, I'm more concerned about her uh, her apparent feud with uh, another wife or a wife on that team. That's uh, brewing. Yeah. With Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You've seen that? No, but I just I think it's all just people talking about drama shit, and I don't. No, no. Brittany Mahomes shot her a dirty look. Yeah, yeah. So, apparently, uh, but because th- there was, like, I remember like back in the day with the Leafs, there was apparently like a thing about like April Reimer yeah. shooting uh, Alicia Cuthbert a dirty look, but it, like she wasn't even shooting her; it was someone else, and just media fabrication. From now on, we take bleach and we wash that out of the house that happens. Which brings us to as we holler here at the house, our NFL picks. How'd you do last week, bro? Quite bad. Oh, gee, I, like, I was like Jimmy the Greek? I don't think so. <laughs> Horrible week for picks. Horrible things. But one thing that we did learn, as we always say, is like when I go to make all my picks, I just make my picks and then I count how many road teams I've got. And when i got too many, I get nervous. Yep. I mean, like every five weeks, a road team wins eight games. The rest of the time, uh, it doesn't work like yep. that. I've got my trusty book here to do. So you're ready to get into this week? Yes, we are. But just just take the things that look like that happened, okay? Um, what was last week was week seven, right? Okay, Las Vegas at Chicago. How could you pick that game? We'll not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Buffalo at New England last week. Yeah. Who took New England? Not many people. You did, didn't you? No, you still took Buffalo, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Okay, you and you're a diehard. Washington Giants. How do you even pick that game? Garbage. Pittsburgh at the Rams. I'm talking about the Rams like they're the next things in sliced bread. I believe I took the Steelers in that one, though. And you did. Yes. You did. And the Steelers stole the game. That's what I'm saying. It is freaking unbelievable. But we won't go to last week. We are here this week. The only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, Shoei's Bar and Gill, so that the house that happens can perhaps make you a penny or two. Let's hope. On Sunday. Let's hope. Here we go. First of all, last night, I have to admit, I took Buffalo in the points. That backdoor spread killed me. Cover. Yeah. Killed me. 
Okay. Uh, first of all, let's go New England at Miami. Miami favored by nine and a half at home. I'm still taking the Dolphins. All day. You know, yes, Jalen Ramsey, especially back in the secondary. Okay, let's take it one step further. If Tom Brady said, where was the last place he'd want to play on a Sunday? It's Miami. On the road in Miami. Yeah, we're both taking, we're both on that bandwagon. Patriots historically brutal in Miami, uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Um, next up, Jacksonville at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville road favorites by two and a half. I'm learning my lesson from last week. Give me the home dog. Give me the Steelers. This is the house of the home dog, so we're both taking the Steelers yes, on we that are. one. Yeah. Uh, next up, Battle of New York being fought in New Jersey as the Jets take on the Giants. Jets on the road, favored by three points. This is a different perspective because the New York Giants don't even know what they're doing. They don't even know what they're doing. They take Juan Barley. I'm just going to cut. Come on, stop. We're, the I'm Jets taking the are Jets, on the too. The Jets are on a roll. They got their defense is the real deal. They're going to crush them. It might be a low-scoring game, but here's a little tip out there, people. It's only three points to spread. So Exactly, but here's a little point, and I started doing it, talked about it earlier in the year, and I did not back it up till I seen it on the football show. 70% of the games in the NFL this year are under on the scores. Defense has been winning for a long time. Weird day. 70% of the games like, under. The over-under picks by Vegas are under. Wow. Yeah. Think about that on Sunday. Let's continue. Yeah, so uh, we're both taking the Jets. Oh, minus yeah. three. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, next up, Houston at Carolina. Carolina, the home dogs by three and a half. You know what I think of the Ohio State Buckeyes. But once they get out of the uniform and they put on another one, I start to say, okay, I'll give them benefit of a doubt. Houston is a sleeper team. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I like C.J. Stroud. They got those extra guys on defense when they traded the guys away on their picks. I mean, to get draft picks. Houston, give us two years. These guys could be serious. I'm taking the, I'm taking, uh, the Texans all day. So both these teams coming off a bye week, but I just have a funny feeling here. I'm going Carolina, home dog. Really? Yes, I am. I have a funny feeling they're going to get their first win. <laughs> easy there. Easy there. Next. Uh, Atlanta Falcons going into Tennessee to take on the Titans. Another one with the home dog here. Atlanta favored by two and a half. You know, I did pick Atlanta to win the division at the beginning of the season, and they're all over the board to me, including their quarterback, who at moments looks great and doesn't great. But here's the weird thing. This is a Grable-led defense at home, and they got stolen from a game, too. I'm I'm taking the I'm taking the the guys at home. I'm right there with you. Titans at home. Give me the home dogs. Yep. Uh, Minnesota Vikings in Green Bay to take on the Packers. Another home dog here. Vikings favored by one on the road. Give me the home dog. I'm taking the Vikings. Ooh. And I hate the Vikings. <laughs> I think you hate the Packers too. Well, not as much. It started really? at a young age. I hate them all, but the, if you knew when I was a kid what Minnesota used to do to the Lions, it was worse than sodomy, <laughs> but that's another story. The purple people eaters. Oh, it was brutal. Um, in any event, I think that Minnesota was a better team than expected, especially that their defense is beat, beat up, and Kirk Cousins can throw to guys going roots. I don't know if Justin Jefferson's playing this weekend, but no, I'm telling you that Green Bay is such a mess right now. That the Vikings need to win more, and they're going to win. They, they do. They're going to, they'll be good at 500 if they win, Oh, right? and by the way, my Kirk Cousins take, completely wrong, because he's apparently not willing to waive his no-trade clause. So Yeah, he wants to go with the team. He wants to show that he's a hardcore. And he's a free agent after this year, right? I think he's got one more year left, I thought. Well, they should keep Either him. Either way. He's big fan. So I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Packers. Next. Yep. Uh, L.A. Rams going into Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by six points. 
I'm digging the Cowboys. I'm looking at like this. This is an old school thing where Cowboys always tried to get up Rams until the Rams jammed them. So I'm going to say it's a six and a half point spread that the um, the Rams have been playing good enough that I think they're going to have a late cover. Ooh. I'm taking the Rams. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles go into Washington to take on the Commanders. Over. Let's get next. Washington next. home dogs. Why are we discussing Eagles this? Eagles favored by seven. Oh, it's a division game though, yes, right? Yes, it is. I, I'm taking Washington. I think uh, I think we see a late cover here by the Commanders. I'm going to take Philly because sometimes when you got a team in your conference that's down and you can kick them in the face, I think Philly's going to roll them. Really? Yes, I think Philly going to roll okay. them. Okay. New Orleans in Indianapolis, another home dog here. Uh, New Orleans favored by one on the road. Give me the Colts. I like the home dog. I'm liking the Colts all day, too. And the main reason is I can't figure out New Orleans. One thing I'm going to tell you about New Orleans is this. Their defense is for real. Yeah. That's what you got to give up, but it's not real on the road. And Derek Carr seems to do something ridiculous in the last minute. <laughs> Bet this game What about Olave? He's, he's another guy that's kind of like up and down, too. Giving well, up on routes. And- oh, yeah, but I hear that, too. But I heard it's that the chemistry is bad. I don't know. He's going to be an all-star. What they got to do is learn to go back to feeding Kamara. Yes. You, they got some old line there. Feed Kamara. Set up the, you know, the, the pun rep, uh, pass, play, whatever option. And Derek Carr can do that because he's got the physical tools. But maybe it's coming down to that he's just a bad stoner. I maybe. don't know. Uh, into the 4 o'clock slate of games. We have Cleveland going into Seattle. Seattle favored by three and a half at home. Give me the Seahawks, baby. I think the Browns are frauds, especially since their quarterback is quite bad at football, turns out. And their other guy that the whoremaster doesn't know if his shoulder's good enough. That's because he's well, good. I, you think that's – I think they're just hiding him because they <laughs> figured out he's not that good. Oh, he's got to be good. It's Deshaun. He's got to be doing something. I don't he know what it is. He's been playing good. No, not at all. We're all Seahawks here too. Next, uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Chiefs favored by seven and a half on the road. I'm taking Chiefs all day. Yeah, I'm taking Chiefs here all too. Day too. I think it's when, when you I was tempted to take Denver here, but, I, but they, and they battle Kansas City good a lot of times, and sometimes Kansas City gets lazy on the road. You know what I mean? Ah, looks, we got the game. Oh, we won by three. So what? Yeah, that's what you're in. Da- like old New England used to be at times. They <laughs> yeah. didn't give a shit. They would they never cover. Never cover. Always win. You know what I mean? I'm yep. taking the Chiefs too. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran favored by four and a half at home. I think San Fran's due for a bounce back despite Cincinnati playing pretty well recently. Give me the 49ers. Uh... Joe Burrow's had a week off to get his shit together. He's been working out really well. His, the injury's getting less. They had the time to do it. Cincinnati's defense is not talked about with the best defenses in the league, and I think it should. Brock Purdy is a good chance of not playing. He won't play. It's going to be Sam Darnold. Then I expect that Cincinnati's going to do a bitch slap on national TV. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Last of the 4 o'clock games, Baltimore Ravens going into Arizona. Ravens favored by nine points on the road. Arizona, I think their defense actually holds up pretty well. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Give me the home dog. Um, um, I had Zona on my list, but I'm thinking about it now. And I'm going that the Baltimore defense crushes these running around guys. For the eight and a half, I think it's going to be the biggest road victory of the week. Because every week there is one big road victory with a big spread. Yep. I changed my mind. I'm taking the Ravens. Okay. Sunday night, Chicago Bears. into the, How did this not get flexed out? Bears at the Chargers. Because you know what? The NFL doesn't respect us at times. Why couldn't they have flexed the Cincy-San Fran game into there? 
for starters. I, I know, right? Okay, even if you had San Francisco, even if you had Kansas City and Denver, because it's a division game, you could you know give me something to bite on. This is freaking no, garbage. Brutal. This, this is, is garbage. I'm yelling out right now. You guys eat my shorts. First of all, it's not even a conference game or a division game. It's a cross-conference game against two teams you can't even figure it out, even though I'm a he-bear lover. Herbert. Okay, I keep saying it. It's like the, like the, like the ice cream. Uh, Chargers favored by 9.5 at home. I don't care. I'm taking the Chargers. I think the Bears are just such a mess. With their new quarterback? <laughs> I'm taking the Bears all day because I just say what? that their defense is better. Yeah, and they're going to cover the spread. Remember, that's it. Well, how many points is it again? Nine and a half. Oh, Bears are going to get. Listen. No, I think this is going to be a blowout for the Chargers. Ah, they couldn't blow out nobody. They got that coach who's going to make some bad decisions. Oh, because the Bears don't have anyone making bad decisions. No, since they got the new quarterback, things have looked a little brighter. They're going to lose. Maybe. <laughs> what's the spread? What's the spread? What if they lose 27 20? I win. You heard I, think it, I think it's going to be more than that. When we talk about Monday night, this is not even a talk about. This is going to be the greatest <laughs> reclamation. Like, sorry, we fell down and hurt your feelings. Get up, stand up, defend the den on national TV at Ford Field. This isn't even a question. Against this bunch of clowns from where? So, yes, the Monday nighter, Las Vegas Raiders at the Detroit Lions. Lions favored Am by I eight stuttering? points at home. Am I stuttering? Am I stuttering? This is going to be the greatest turnaround you've seen from week to week in a long time. And when that Monday night crowd, the only place you can watch football is in Detroit City, I'm going to give anybody they want 13. I'm taking the Lions at home, too. I think eight points. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I would have the spread set at least 10. Oh, yeah, me too. And no teams on bye week this week, which I think which is, is strange. Bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how the schedule worked out like that, especially since, like, what, bye weeks go on to, like, what, week uh, 11, week 12? Something along that ways. Oh, week 12, there's no bye weeks either. Look at that. But then 13 and 14, it goes right back. So, And they got those flex games coming and everything like that. But okay. that does it for our NFL segment. Okay, so before we get out of here, first and foremost, that we really got to understand at the house that happens, and Andrew, you can back me on this, is that, first of all, we do this show because we want to talk about the highest competition – that we can find on the face of the earth, number yes. one. Number two, we've discussed this on a number of times, which we don't like to discuss, but we have to because it gets in the way of time, is that as long as social justice issues don't interfere with the playing field, then we can kind of accept the fact that teams at times want to help causes and do their thing, even though we've seen the biggest fall down in a long time with the NHL and this stupid tape mm -hmm. thing that just embarrasses the whole sport thing. Another thing is, is like we made a point of saying, like, be very careful what you're doing when you're gambling today because we don't want anybody losing their shirt or doing things just because the games are flowing. So what we're getting at is we want to really find a way, which we can't do, if we could find a level playing field for the existence of humans because it's obviously not level anymore when, unfortunately, you've got a city in America called Lewiston, Maine. We want to do a big shout out to all the families that have been devastated by the deaths and the carnage created by one evil anim animal who continues to uh, give another chapters to the American atrocities concerning guns. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. In any event, uh, if there is a God, and he's the only one that can judge. Can he show up sometimes so humanity can believe 
that there is something or something justice involved because there's families that are destroyed today and all they did was go to a bowling alley or come to a place like Shoeys and go for a beer. Yeah. So at the house that happens, we love talking about sports. We love talking about making a little money. But the most important thing on this planet, even though I disagree with them at time, is humanity. And if we can do one thing with this show, we'd just like to make it a little bit better. Agreed? Well said. Thank you very much. But that's not the point here. We're at the host that happens. And my name is Cruz, and I've been hollering loud. And if you don't bet on the Detroit Lions on Monday night, I don't even know if you want to be my friend. Number two is don't criticize my Montreal Canadiens because I'm getting pissed about that. And I'm mad. Can someone tell me how I can get it on my TV? You know my dilemma, bro. Yeah. I got, know, a, I got a buzz box. I got four TVs on frenzied fucking ice night. I got 15 games. I couldn't get the 16. <laughs> starting to sound like Russo. In any event, I'm going to shut it down. Anything else you'd like to say, bro, before we go? That just about sums it up. Mrs. Milani, I still love you. <laughs> In if, any if, event. If this is the first episode of the show you've heard, you're going to be very confused by that. <laughs> <laughs> In any event, we really enjoyed this. We might have run a little long, but if you listen closely, we want you to learn. Hi, my name is Cruz. And my name is Andrew Milani. And this is the house that happens. And you know what we do best, bro? We keep Keep the the vibe vibe alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.